Hello, welcome to the Roll Together podcast. Thank you for joining us for these podcast versions of our streamed shows from Twitch. You can always find our schedule of upcoming shows at twitch.tv forward slash roll together forward slash schedule. Please do leave a review and we look forward to adventuring together. Adventure! <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to A Distorted Revelation. Thank you for joining us for an evening of Dungeons and Dragons. I am Ali and I will be your Dungeon Master tonight. We are thrilled to be streaming at twitch.tv slash together RPG. Um, this game is a sequel, let's say, of a, um, my previous game, um, Divergent Dream, and I hope you enjoy horror on a ship. For those who are new to Dungeons and Dragons, everyone here plays fantasy character in a fantasy universe. The five players each have their own unique characters with shit that tells them um, who they are, what they can do, the deepest secrets, and what dice to roll. They will be mostly rolling um, uh, 20-sided dice to see if they succeed or not. 20 is good and one is hilariously bad. Uh, they will play the characters and everything else in set Fantasy Universe is played by me, people, weather, monsters, um, you name it. And between me describing the war and story, the players describing what they want to do and some dice to roll um, to keep things interesting, we will tell our story. Now, let's meet our players. Hi, I'm G. I'm playing Charlie, uh, who is a fire genasi wildfire druid. So we'll be setting fire to things. Um, they have their uh, non-binary and have quite kind of, uh, unlike most fire genasi, they have quite grey, dry, sort of ashy skin uh, and hair like sort of charred straw. Um, and uh, they work for a uh, like super powerful wizard and just like do stuff for them, like picking up things from a ship. Hello, everybody. I'm Joe. I use he, him pronouns, and I will be playing Wesley, who also uses he, him pronouns. He is a fairly young, fair-haired human uh, who is a wonderfully suave and swashbuckling storm sorcerer and will be attempting to match certain other members of the party in amounts of lightning and thunder. Hello, I'm Sean. I am um, playing Tetch, the um, cleric of Talos that you may have met had you seen um, A Feltide Rising, uh, the campaign that I ran. And so he's an NPC who is coming into the fort as a player character. He's everyone's favourite conspiracy theorist, looking for groups of five harbingers that may or may not be causing devastation and destruction wherever they go. Um, Tetch is a Mark of Storm half-elf and is a domain of Tempest, so expect to see plenty of lightning and thunder and various antics of that nature. Hi everyone, I'm Johnny and I go by he, him pronouns and in this game I am playing Malagak, the bugbear rune knight fighter person. Um, who also uses he, him pronouns. He's a wonderfully war-painted bugbear, a um, little bit on the lower side with some of the stats in places like intelligence and wisdom, but um, makes up for it with his strength and his great acts. Hi, I'm Liz, I use they, them pronouns, and I will be playing Orica Ferris, who uses she pronouns. Um, Orica is a full orc bard. She is tusky. She's fabulous. Uh, she's here to play some exquisite songs and set some records straight. So I guess grab a day, I'll sit back, relax and enjoy the show. 
And also, let's have a word from our sponsors. We are delighted to be sponsored by HeroForge. HeroForge offers fully customizable tabletop minis with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. You can see all of the minis that we designed for this stream in the overlay, and they animate when we enter the combat, so look out for that. HeroForge are fantastic, so do check out the pro membership where you can get premium access to features ahead of time and beta access to things um, and all sorts of cool stuff that just makes your life a lot easier. And you can check them out at HeroForge.com. We are delighted to be sponsored by Ultra Pro. They make accessories for D&D, Magic the Gathering and more. My favourite part of the collection are their figurines of adorable power. Here is their gazer. Uh, they also make other things such as deck boxes uh, if you play Magic the Gathering. You can find all of Ultra Pro stuff at ultrapro.com. Hey friends, check out our new sponsor, Phoenix Dice, for a carefully created menagerie of click-clack math rocks for your delectation. Check out their entire selection at phoenixdice.com. And just so you know, Phoenix Dice are all about living gloriously in the worlds of tabletop games and sustainably in this one, which means their dice are working to be recycled, their packaging is recycled, the dice are made of sustainable materials. It's all great stuff. You should definitely get involved. You can also join us today in chat with a chance to be in a raffle and win some Phoenix Dice of your own. Just put exclamation mark dice into chat and you'll be in with a chance to win. We are proud to be sponsored by Alchemy RPG. Reimagine your gaming experience with Alchemy. They're focused on creating immersive cinematic experiences everywhere you interact with tabletop role-playing games. You can be playing a game, creating a world, streaming, watching live games, discovering new content, look at all the cool stuff that they are doing there. You can use environmental motion art, scene-based music, seamless character management to run your games over the internet, with upcoming features including homebrew content, streaming overlays, and spectator mode. So go and check out alchemyrpg.com. We're delighted to be supported by Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons strategy video game that brings together D&D characters from novels, adventures, and multiple live streams into a single grand adventure. Select your heroes and formation and battle through waves of monsters for free on PC, phone, PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo Switch. You can pop exclamation code into chat for a free Electrum chest. We're delighted to be supported by Neverwinter. In Neverwinter, explore and defend one of the most beautiful cities from Dungeons & Dragons Forgotten Realms campaign setting as it rises from the ashes of destruction. Epic stories, action combat and classic role-playing await those heroes courageous enough to enter the fantastic world of Neverwinter. Neverwinter is completely free to play, so set yourself up an account today and pop exclamation mark NW gift into chat for a link to a free gift. Check out our wonderful supporters, Elderwood Academy, who make beautiful bespoke gaming themed gear, including hex chest dice boxes, spellbook deck boxes disguised as bespoke ancient arcane tomes, and scroll and codex dice tower and rolling tray pairings. Make your own with their online designer at elderwoodacademy.com. This stream will run for three hours and there will be roughly a five to 10 minute break somewhere towards the middle. We run shows on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Fridays at 6 p.m. Greenwich Meridian slash British Summertime, which is 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. in mainland Britain, and 2 a.m. Tuesday mornings in Japan and parts of Australia. On Mondays, we run TTRPG streams. These can be one-shots, four, 
six, eight, whew, or even 12 weeks long. You can always find our latest schedule at twitch.tv slash rolledtogetherrpg slash schedule. On Tuesdays, we have our ongoing campaign, Fracture. And on Fridays, we have our talk show, Talk Together and Talking is a Free Action, which lasts for one hour. We are Roll Together RPG on all socials, so find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Links in chat. Thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. Uh, you can find a link in chat. Help us make our shows from just one pound, one dollar, or one gold piece, and unlock more tiers by joining. Our D20 Club are fab. Uh, they've created a fan Discord for us. Um, they've also made a wiki page for Roll Together. You can find that at rolltogether.fandom.com. Uh, welcome to our podcast listeners. And um, if you also would like to listen to us via podcast, you can search Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcast provider. If we're not there, let us know and we will add ourselves to that list. Finally, we play with a diverse group of players who play a diverse set of characters with a wine ranging sexual and gender identities. Our tables are trans and GNC positive, and we encourage our champion and champion trans and GNC players and characters in our games. The DM and players may portray characters that are from a different gender to their own. We aim to avoid misgendering, but we acknowledge that it does happen. We have a company policy in place for correcting people on pronouns. If we miss an instant of misgendering, we are open to be corrected. So please let us know uh, if you think one has been missed. Also check out exclamation mark safety in chat uh, for content warnings and some of the safety tools that we use. And now let us begin. Everybody, welcome back to episode three of a deserted revelation. Last time, our heroes were doing a lot in this ship. So we went back to finish one encounter, and the encounter was uh, quite okay. I think Malagak went down unconscious, maybe not, but he was quite damaged. Anyways, uh, our heroes managed to solve that little situation just to uh, find out that things are a little bit creepy on board, um, using the mask and thankfully uh, passing some wisdom saving throws, we use the mask to explore around as the mask gave my uh, players the option to see inside the body of the people. So uh, this mask allowed you to see whether a uh, individual is infected or not with some kind of parasites. Talking about parasites, in the next warehouse, we found out that the work shark that uh, Tej knows something about it, is infected with one of those parasites. Uh, looking around, we also find out that most of the um, workers of the ship are infected, which means that people have been busy using this mask to infect them. Um, using Wild Shape, uh, Charlie took the mask out of the, uh, this place because it's well guarded, using uh, the air vents and etc. while the rest of the people just 
walk away like nothing has happened here. Another thing is that the party find out that the uh, both of the containers of both warehouses uh, belong to the gold bringers who may not or may be related to Oricas. Who knows? Uh, after that, we went upstairs to the uh, decks where the uh, staff or the crew uh, has been having a good time. And we went to see Isabella. Isabella gave you some information about some stuff important to you. Charlie and Malagak finally found out what the item that they are looking is, but now they're in a pickle because they both are looking for the same item. Such drawing or a description of the item was burned to ashes by Charlie. And yeah, that happened. Also, um, Wesley received some information about something that everybody knew, but nobody actually cared to ask about it. We are not here for the questions, right? We're here to roll initiative. Never mind. We left this room because we uh, agreed to meet Oren back in uh, the room so we could keep uh, the box back to Oren. Oren can give the box to Teseli and then Teseli will exchange some favors and so on. Well, the favor basically is uh, taking all of you to the upper decks. As we start walking to Oren's place, Orika decided to disguise themselves with uh, Alki's uh, outfit and face. We are standing just uh, before the uh, room of Oren. Looking inside using the mask, we see two individuals and one of them is infected. As we walk in and Oren introduces uh, their friend Mildred, Mildred, who presents mask, but uh, uses she, her pronouns, uh, is, uh, presents herself and she is a really wealthy banker. And she can take you to the upper decks where this the item that Charlie and Malaga are looking for. Uh, this item is being told to be in one of the private theaters, but who knows how many private theaters are. Uh, finally, uh, using the mask, you find out that the one that is infected is Oren. And with that information, we come back and please tell me, how do you want to proceed? So we agreed before we came in that uh, Orica would begin sneezing profusely at the person who was infected. So she is going to begin having the biggest sneezing fit of her life towards Oren. Um, currently in her Alkis form, so Oren would see Alkis, who's Tesselli, who's with Tesselli? Tesselli's? Tesselli's boyfriend. Boyfriend. Uh, sneezing at them a lot. Uh, so that's happening. Uh, she, uh, they had uh, uh, a piece of uh, clothes. Uh, darling, I think you got something. I know, I'm just not used to this this environment. I think it's the sea, <laughs> and I'm motioning uh, Oren's direction. Oren sort of steps back and is like, ew, and yeah, disgusted. Well, uh, I don't know where Orica is at the moment. Um, but I thought I would uh, come with this group. Uh, Orica, I, I believe, will be with us shortly. Um, uh, we'll find her soon enough. Mm. Mm. Excuse me. Uh, sorry for the being so rude. This is my friend Mildred. And you, could you please introduce yourselves? Mildred, what a pleasure to meet you. The name's Wesley. 
Ah. Um, just a big hand comes out through the door. <laughs> Hi there, I'm Charlie. Hello, um, my name is uh, Tetch Ginger Twine, and glad to glad to meet you. It's a pleasure to meet you, Oren. Your friends are quite a unique uh, group of individuals. They surely won't stand out. We'll see. And Oren goes and say, I know, I know. I know this is a big favor to us, but they really, really want to see the performances upstairs. And you know, like, this is my, um, these are the friends of Orica. And I was like, come on, Orica's friends are my friends. So very, very pleased. We're also pretty famous as well. Indeed, if you've heard anything about the performance downstairs, you'll know that we bring the party with us. You know, we're the kind of people you want on your upper deck. Oh. We can give you a demonstration. 25 May. I don't remember the rest of the song. And you hear something around, and somebody starts like whispering, and then they sort of call themselves. So, who has the highest perception, like passive perception mm. here? 14. Not me. 18. 18 as well. Only 13. Of the 18th, you are not alone in this room. Pardon me, my my dears, but uh, it would seem that this conversation is not as private as we may have hoped. So I believe that we may be being observed. Is there anyone that you're aware of in this room? Mildred roll her eyes and is like, it's really difficult to find good guards nowadays. Uh, she uh, snapped her fingers and two figures remove a sort of uh, hood, revealing a red tiefling, uh, she her, and a uh, triton, all in blue, wearing some sort of jade, uh, nice uh, jewelry. Uh, excuse me. So the red tiefling is the one that sort of uh, was um, whispering the song. Excuse me, ma'am. Uh, yeah, uh, I was in the upper lower decks earlier on. Yeah, they quite are good performers. The song is really silly, but the audience vibes. So I guess if I'm sorry, we do have a wider repertoire. You understand? We were just catering to our crowd. If you uh, could rate Orica out of ten, where would where would you <laughs> place her in the you know? From what you heard from the song, uh, I'm just I'm just interested to find <laughs> out Let's if see. you feel the same as me. This is a roll of the die. Uh, Orica, good solid eight, solid eight. Yes. And Oren, what what's your what's your sorry Oren, what, what's your perspective on Oren? Three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Ooh. It's also an A, but... No, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I hear Oren Dawson do uh, original songs. Don't talk about Oren while they're in the room. I hear it's very rude. Oren, you did very well to try and keep up with the uh, with the rest of the band. Oh. Uh, they relatively put back the hood and disappears. Um, Mildred says, um, Dante, please uh, give these people a selection of your best um, craft. And Dante, who is a Triton, steps forward 
and opens the hood and there is a collection of beautiful um victorian masks you're know, like yeah like really nice and you know those for those balls um none of these had a third eye but all of them have uh animal um forms are any of them magical ali uh i wouldn't say no could i could i inspect <laughs> them just to <laughs> Just glance uh, across, not using a spell or anything, just... Yeah. It, it gives you the impression that they are just masks. Okay. Yes. Is there an elephant one? Uh, they have an elephant one, but it's like... Huh. It's like a poor Polish elephant with a big ears and full of piercings around. Perfect. Uh, are these free? I don't have any oh. gold. Absolutely, absolutely. But you will need one to be upstairs. Tonight is mandatory. Oh, well, can I, can I, can I have it? Absolutely. And Dante hands uh, this. I'm an elephant. <laughs> it has like some sort of uh, way yeah. to it sorted. Ties, uh, ties it off already. Uh, Mr. Tetch, what is of your liking? I, I don't mind if I do. What what options do do you have? You tell me, Sean. <laughs> I mean, he'd be looking for something aquatic, like maybe a like a walrus or a, I don't know, um, or something like that. Yeah, there is a silly a, a walrus with long uh, jade um, sort of fangs, or like yeah, and oh, how yeah. whimsical! <laughs> and the uh, tear, Charlie. I think you said, was your name? Yeah, it was. Uh, I'll go for that one. Um, <clears throat> pointing at something that's like, like a sort of dingo coyote kind of, yeah. like wild dog of some sort. Yeah, big pointy ears, like almost foxy, but it's not a fox. Yeah. Uh, in the orangey red tones and two big um, uh, rubies as eyes. Well, you can see through, but they're still like really shiny eyes. Mm. Orica, so sorry, um, Alkis, uh, I'm pretty sure you shouldn't be here. Is this any knows that you're here? I mean, I thought you were like getting ready for the number. I'm just making sure that everyone's happy. I will pick one up for Orica though, but I think she's going to enjoy this one. And he's going to pick out, um, I want you to imagine Cher at Vegas. So we're talking full on ostrich with all the feathers as big as possible. Yes. The biggest, I don't know how that must fit in there, but that mask is coming out and that's going to be uh, Orica's uh, mask. Before you take oh, anything, they say like, wait a minute. And they open the other side, it's a single mask <laughs> and they handed it to you. And as you put it on, the magic displaces those big feathers. Amazing. And like, I like to think that a feather boa will appear as well and I'll just wrap it around my neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wesley, before you open your mouth, uh, Mildred stands and says, I think this one is ideal for you and gives you one that looks like a, it's, it's all in black and it looks like a crow. Freaking choice. Hands Thank it you. to you and winks suspiciously suspiciously do we, do we check yeah do we pick up on that yeah get in on that i'd also like to insight check this just because i'm interested as to where the wink's coming from um okay. but oh, I got an eight, so i don't know uh, i'm not i don't think malagek would understand that enough <laughs> okay so 
Tetch, are you going to roll or passive? Uh, um, if... I mean, if I've already rolled, so I think I, sh I should probably uh, accept my fate. Uh, it's a 12, which is not a great score. <laughs> 12. Uh, it's, yeah. No, I was just going to say, uh, Orica did roll, but only got a natural one, so a feather's probably just got in her face. And she's... <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, far so... too many of them. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with my passive, which is 18. Good. So, uh, Tetch, it's something odd that someone so wealthy takes interest in people like you. You know, like, she is here for uh, to make a favor to Oren, but then on top of that, she is paying special attention to Wesley, mm. Charlie, and probably uh, Wesley as well. Mildred knows who Charlie is. It's like, or at least like, I've seen you around or like, yeah. And so it's, it's more about like letting you know that she knows or that she's aware. Um, so what's this performance you're going to take us up to see? I thought we were going to perform our 25 maidens. There is, uh, so this is the situation. I still have the leotard and everything ready. <laughs> The private theaters, they have several um, performers and uh, performance uh, happening at the same time. So it's up to you which one you want to uh, witness or to enjoy. Uh, there is not really like a code or like which one you can access. Once you are in that floor, you can go anywhere you want. There is also a couple of private lounges and mini bars, but not much of a pub. It's more like uh, cocktails and Keep it loud, you know, like, yes, people is having a good time. People is not there to get drunk, basically. That's why you go downstairs. Okay. Uh, so we could go into the first one, and then if it's really bad, we can go to the next one. Absolutely. If we don't find what we're looking for, and I just glare at Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm plenty sure you will find anything of your life. Oh, good. Not that I'm looking for anything, of course, but just definitely what I'm trying to say. Um, kind of, having kind of gotten all of the, the, this stuff, uh, go over to Orin and um, goes to kind of uh, put, put, put his hand out for, for a handshake. Orin, we, we must thank you for, uh, for you generously uh, extending this offer to us. So we, we, we really are uh, indebted to you. Thank you. Uh, as soon as Orin takes Tetch's hand, I'm going to cast Remove Curse. Um, and I'm hoping that Orica will be able to see whether um, the aberration is removed or if this is uh, going to take something stronger. Okay. Uh, is it it has components or...? Um, verbal and somatic. Verbal and somatic. So... Mm. So I'm probably muttering something under my breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, unfortunately, people will, people in everyone in this room know that you're casting a spell. Mm -hmm. Whether That's people fine. will do something about it, who knows? Uh, as you cast this, please describe me what's the effect on, you know, like, how's your magic going through from the divine through mm -hmm. you and then through Orin? Um, I mean, like everything that I cast, it's kind of thunder and lightning. Um, related, so I think that there's probably a uh, 
a, a spark kind of travels down my arm and into uh, uh, into Orin, hopefully traveling to the uh, the, the afflicted area and to uh, and then if it works, there'll be a kind of boom of thunder as well, just as it uh, dissipates whatever it is. Uh, so as you are going to touch each other, is when like when you spark with other people, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. come on, and. Uh, the, uh, well, they are uh, like just they act weird. Like something is not really okay, but they don't. They, there is nothing like uh, they fall down or anything, or it can. Uh, you can see that the parasite sort of contracts to a point. So instead of being like tentacly, it's mm-hmm. just like one single dot in your x-ray your magical x-ray yes and um orin takes uh, a mask that is probably like a puppy or no it's a rabbit let's say it's a rabbit put it on it's like shall we and uh mildred starts walking taking uh orin by the the arm and they walk past the arch of the door. As we leave, I'd like to just hang back to catch up with Tetch and say, things appear to be more dormant than they were before. Mm. But still still present. present. All right. I can't see his face. Did he... Sorry, did they they look... Did they look like themselves when... It happened? Did they realise that something was going on? Well, they were shocked by the... the by the effects of the spell. Um, did they look like something had taken over? I'm not sure taken over, but they did certainly look a little bit uh, taken aback. So perhaps have g- regained some sort of some measure of control over whatever it is that's uh, infecting them. Hmm. I just worry, at what point do they stop at what point does it fully take over? Do they mm. realise? He, They don't seem to know anything. They're not aware of what's going on. And it certainly won't help their performance if there's something within. And you know, we just don't... It won't help their singing, Tetch. As you are having this conversation, um, from the door... Uh, the red tiefling reveals again to that. Are you coming or not? Puts back the hood. After you. Oh, we need to get one of those hooks. I like them. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just to we'll remind you, you didn't detect them with a mask. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Wait, but both of them have revealed. Mm-hmm. Orica, you would see that none of them have a, has parasites. Everything looks clear to me, Tetch. <laughs> Indicating very emphatically to these two. <laughs> As um, you start walking and walking, so I imagine that the order is uh, Mildred at Orin at the front, uh, probably the two hidden individuals in the middle and you in the back. Uh, they take you to some sort of a special stairs and as Orin starts going up, sort of uh, triples and uh, falls to the ground like, I'm not feeling r- really well. I, I need to use the loo. 
Uh, I'll see you all upstairs and runs to the loo. And um, remind me what Oren's pronouns were. A day. Day. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe we should uh, should wait. It would would be rude. Um, or certainly, at least uh, Alkis and I could uh, could catch you all up. Oh, it's it's rude to wait. Have you, no, you wouldn't want to wait for someone because then they feel pressured, and if they feel pressured, they're not going to be able to go to you know. It's better just to give them the space to do what they need to do. Has that happened to you before, Malagag? Yeah. <laughs> if I know someone's waiting, it's nothing's happening. If you know what I mean. Understood. <laughs> Performer can say it. I agree, um, but if you two want to wait for them, uh, are we going to split the party here? I'm worried that they may not come back out. It may be a troublesome time for them. Hmm. Better That's... to have a cleric on hand. <laughs> you never know when you need that when in the privy. Yes, a cleric to hand. Charlie will look at Orica and just... Cast the out, uh, demon. Well, <laughs> I understand, but uh, maybe if they've got something in them that wouldn't be advantageous to be going along with us then maybe we should be just leaving them behind for now. Orica's torn, <laughs> as I'm sure. No, anyway, um, I'm going to roll to see what she does. I think we need to we need to just go and have a look. We need to check on oh, dearest Oren. You just don't know. Oh. If there's a scream, <laughs> we'll leave them to it. You know, we just... I'd feel better knowing. <laughs> okay. So the three of us. So Bowie's gonna stay and Luke go after Oren. I'll go after because I have the What about the other three? Oh wherever Charlie's going, Malagak is going. Uh, <laughs> Just uh, in case. I think then I, Charlie will then go, Well, don't let us stop you. We will catch you upstairs. Wait, what what happens if you both get them thingy and then how would we know? Well, then I, you're fucked. Yeah. I, I, Tetch, I can, I can let, <laughs> I can let you know in a message in your head, Malagak, should we come across any danger. I suspect that this, I'm just going to gesture to my face because she can't see the mask on it, might help protect me. I, that's all I can hope for anyway. Well, my mental letterbox is ready for you then. Look forward to my... <laughs> Message. I, I almost said email then. Don't report. <laughs> we don't know what emails are. Nice. We just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> emails are now a thing. Ethereal mail. Nice. We'll see you upstairs then. So, Wesley's also going. Well, I'll tag along with, with Charlie and Malagak. Yeah. Good. So, uh, thank you. You'll save me more actions to split you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to start a fire now. Okay. Um, I'll do, do it, Ali. Just do it anyway. Yeah, as you, as you start like walking uh, those really long stairs, everything changes. I do not know if they actually they physically changes or it's a glamour spell kind of thing. And everything looks fancier and cleaner. And you have this um, beguiling smell of uh, lilies and lavender all around. And you see people in from all kind of clothing, meaning from different places on the continent, just having a good time with really nice cocktails in really fancy uh, glass figurine glasses. And it's basically like a long corridor 
and the small private theaters are one on the left and then one on the right and then one on the left and then one on the right and then one on the on the left those probably will be like able to host between 40 and 60 people each so it's not too long but it has like a big stage so it's more about giving some space space to the artists or to the performers rather than space to the audience and then I could maybe four or five rows of um, going up uh, six. None of them have a um, boxes upstairs, so all of them have just normal seats. However, in the middle, so, well, yeah. So halfway the whole shape, so in the middle, there is only one small, um, sorry, I'm lying to you. So this uh, ship has six masts and around each of the six masts, there is a small private theater. So those theaters are surrounding each of the masts. You can go around those and then just keep uh, making your way to um, to the end of the ship. They're still inside. So uh, the mast goes all the way to the next floor, disappears for the ceiling, and you assume that the mast keeps going. Are we taking seats and watching a show? Take that. What's the plan? So there is many shows here. Yeah, Wesley, do you like opera? I'm sure <laughs> they've got some opera around here. What would you recommend, Mildred? Uh, Mildred is busy already with people somewhere around having some drinks. Yeah. Did Mildred get bored of you? That's that's sad. <laughs> Is there anything around, I mean, perception check maybe, is there anything around that, like, uh, seems to be like any sort of publicity, not publicity, but like any information about what each of the shows are? Yeah, absolutely. So there is a really colorful, color-coded map um, having like, from music, uh, so live music, dancing, uh, comedy, stand-up, improv, all of that kind of thing. So please tell me what are you looking for? Okay, so I all I know really is that this object is called the Orrery of the Wanderer. So, sorry, one more thing, uh, and there is a, uh, a special one, so like the golden rooms, which is the six rooms in the middle, mm. that they don't have any... Uh, there is nothing happening there. <coughs> okay. And for the Orrery... Um, uh, yeah, I think I would be looking at, trying to look at the information and just reasoning that I think Charlie knows that an orrery is is like a model of a, a, a solar system yeah. or and so would be looking for any link to something like that I guess anything yeah so you will probably assume that at some point in those six smaller theaters because there is no a performance happening there maybe it's an exhibition or maybe like uh yeah something okay. of that sort um Mildred is actually having drinks with a guy that some of you may or not know. Now give me, yes. Wesley. Uh, what happened with my camera? Anyways, uh, first of all, make me a wisdom saving throw. For no reason. 
15? 15. Uh, not quite. <laughs> you hear this lighting and then the thunder uh, outside. And we established that the, the storm was coming or like started when you were downstairs coming up. And now it's a little bit um, more aggressive. And now you can start like feeling it. So before it was just like, oh yeah, it's raining outside. Now you can see that uh, the waves are moving this unsinkable ship. And something is uh, cooking inside you and you can feel the connection with this, um, with this storm. That before we go with you guys, can you please also make me a wisdom saving throw? Mm-hmm. That is a natural 20. You feel the thunder and you feel this sort of like the, the calls in your in your uh, body, but you just shake it up. It's like, focus, focus. But you feel as well, about Orica and that will feel this movement of the ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, with this feeling, Wesley, uh, you turn back to Mildred and she is having a drink with someone that you know and this is a human and is called Sebastian. Sebastian is a charlatan and you've worked with him before. Um, they are there having a good time. I'll just turn to Charlie and Malaga. I'm going to do some asking around, see if I can find out anything interesting. Why don't I catch you up in a bit? And I'll go and join the conversation with Sebastian and Mildred. Sure. <laughs> Good. So um, let's go downstairs and oh, then no. come back here. Orica, Ted, you try to catch up with Oren. Oren gets into um, uh, their room and closes the the toilet. And you start hearing like puking, like big time, like the worst time that you have had, like dirty pines after rugby. This is how they are feeling. It feels like awful. And even if you knock the door, they are not responding. But it's having a rough time. Even the the mask would allow Orica to see through the walls to what's there. Yes. Is the dormant creature infected still where it normally is? Or is that coming out with everything? Is finding its way out through tissues and organs. Touch this, uh, it's it's pushing its way out areas that it shouldn't be pushing out of. I'm saying this all <laughs> wrong. Uh, I think things may be severe. I, th- um, I, think, I think we need to save, save them. Let us see if this can run its course. If it's making its way out, then that's the body defending itself. I think it's trying to push through skin, flesh. I think it's not coming out orally. This is a fun conversation, <laughs> Tetch. We will um, we will be able to heal them if uh, if needed. But uh, let us let us maybe give Oren a bit of privacy before we go busting the door down. I'm so tempted to to cast command on them. <laughs> I'm going to... No, I'm going... No. Tetch, I'm having none of this. I need to see if I can see this person before I cast a spell for a second. <laughs> you clearly care dearly about your friend I can't, and I will I can't, follow your lead. I can see the creature within them. I can't see Oren themselves. 
So for the spell, you need to speak a one-word command to a creature you can see within range. I don't think asking that creature to approach me would be the best course of action, because... I think if you really want to see on the other side, uh, through the keyhole, you can see them. I'm going to whisper through the keyholes. Oren, come here. And from my voice, a red carpet is going to kind of unravel, making its way towards Oren. Okay, that's a wisdom, right? A wisdom saving throw, yes, please. Yes, going to roll. 16. Uh, 12. Does not succeed, so must approach. The target moves toward you by the shortest and most direct route, ending its turn if it moves within five foot of you. And Oren starts like uh, on the floor, sort of crippling, crippling uh, towards the, the door. And she, they put their hands on the door and get close to the keyhole. And all you can see is Oren opening her mouth on the other side of the keyhole. And you see this parasite, sort of a alien kind of thing coming out. And it's going to try to jump to you. So could you please make a dexterity saving throw? Yay, of course. Um... Oh my god, Tetch. Uh, that's a nine. <laughs> <laughs> so this, uh, it's jumps into your face nice. and sticks there. It's just sort of incrustated in your place, trying to go come inside your... Is it, is it on the mask? Though? It's on the mask, yeah. Good. So that doesn't happen. So it clings into the metal and not finding any living tissue, falls to the ground and start desiccating. And it just sort of dries up. Might sacred, sacred flame it just in case. Tetch, get it, get it as fast as you can. Tetch now, do it. Uh, amazing. And on the other side, you just hear like a sack of potatoes fall into the ground. Oh, and so dramatic, Tetch, really. <laughs> I, I will go over and spare the dying. Um, uh, yeah, so Oren is unconscious. It's not dead, it's just unconscious. I'm very, very damaged. That's gonna leave a nice scar. Maybe they cannot sing again. Who knows? You have to fix some touch, really. I think that's probably the best course of action, don't you? I mean, it feels like the uh, I mean, you don't, have, don't do. let me force decisions on you, Tetch, uh, <laughs> but really, they, they they've been through a lot. Um, I will put a first-level cure wounds um, to try and kind of heal whatever damage has been happened. It's all through, you know, lightning and like just kind of the lightning tries to nip the the wound back together. Uh, so I would say that there is a small, like not like two inches of space between the floor and the door, so you can see the body of Oren to there, and there is a lot of blood happening. But as you touch the blood, like energy or like uh, electricity uses a, that um, the blood to get into, or to reach uh, Oren, and just like um, when they revive yeah. people with those Defibrillator. Yeah. Yes. And you can see how some of the blood starts like coming back to the to the body. And you hear like living sounds, like they are fine, but they are having a rough time. Uh, I yeah. I don't suppose you know how to pick a lock not sure whether leaving them locked in a bathroom, or maybe that is a perfect place. <laughs> it's not my specialty. I, I've got some hair, hair clips, hair grips. Hmm. Um, well, that's a bit obvious. All right, 
But this that. is uh, Orange's room, so there's no one. I'm just gonna try and call to Orin first. Orin, is everything all right? Right. Well, let's see if this works. Um, may I try and push it, pushing my cantrips out now? Yes. Um, may I try and use druidcraft to um, swell the wood on the other side to kind of pop the lock out? Oh, nice. So yeah, I'm, I'm trying to heal that. the tree that it was made from. So the uh, school, uh, you mold kind of yeah. You start molding the the uh, the wood plank that makes above the uh, the door and the door arc, and mm-hmm. it sort of opens and yeah, the, the it, you unlock unlock the door. It takes you a while because uh, the body of Orin is blocking the door, but you push the door, pushing Orin's around. And you're inside with Orin. Orin is fine. So after a um, check, uh, they're fine. But um, yeah, they look rough. Well, you've certainly made a mountain out of a molehill here, Orin. Look, is Orin like conscious? Can Orin see? Has Orin yeah, come yeah. around? At this okay. point, they are conscious. I'm going to. I'm going to go and get the shriveled corpse of the creature from outside. Mm-hmm. And carry it in. Oren, do you recognize this? What is that? Okay, I don't mean to alarm you, Oren, but that was... That was inside you, Oren. I've had very odd conversations today. That was inside you. What kind of food they serve in this ship? Mm, I'm just wondering... And my voice is full-on Orica now, by the way. I'm not trying to put on a voice of Alcus. I'm just wondering, do you remember anything about... I don't know, feeling unwell? <laughs> Do you remember um, any feelings within your sort of chest area that felt weird? I mean, it's not rare that we feel like seasickness, but you go to the doctor and they give you some pills and you pass the night there and everything is fine next time. Hmm. These you doctors, don't... they wouldn't happen to have been wearing any uh, strange medical masks. Um, face masks like every doctor hmm. nothing that resembled i don't know just off the top of my head some sort of three-eyed rhino or <laughs> that is a very weird question hmm. no. a trino <laughs> <laughs> now um what is everyone else they've gone they've gone to go and do something. I think Charlie and Malagak have something going on. There's a lot of tension between those two, anyway. I think they're a bit like each other. Sorry. Oh, maybe. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, <clears throat> so, long story short, Oren, you, you've been infected by something. You don't know anything about it. You've just puked it up because dearest Tetra over here had to cast Remove Curse on you. And you're telling us you know nothing about this. Uh, no. No, I actually was a little bit surprised when your friend tried to do something to me. Uh, I apologize for that, but I figured that uh, whatever this thing was may well uh, react unkindly were we to make our intentions clear. Thank you, I guess, again. Um, Now, where is a box? Um, Oh, box, a box? What sort of box? The box that the Sally asked? 
Uh, yes, I believe Charlie has it. Yeah, yeah. Well, Charlie had it at least once. Okay, let's find the box because I, I don't want to sell it to be mad at me. I don't think to sell it. By the way, what is all of this? Like, the sale is going to be angry at you because this. I just fancied being someone else for a minute. I just, you know what it's like walking through these corridors, everyone knowing who you are. The last thing you want is for people to be coming at you, asking you for autographs. And you are mad at me because I sing other people's songs? It's not that you sing other people's songs, Orin. It's that you sing wrong facts about what actually happened, not knowing the full truth of the, the situation, and passing it off as God's honest truth. Deception at the end. This is deception. This is deception. I'm not, hurt, I'm not hurting anybody with this current attire, though, am I? Your words can spread rumours, which then spread further. Oren, what are we going to do with you? Anyway, you've got a little bit of blood just here, by the way. I think you should stop singing for a while. They start precipitating their mm. outfit. Okay, what is Mildred? Hmm, I saw Mildred talking to Sebastian. No, I don't I think believe. you did. Oh, don't no, sorry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought I, thought I might have glanced at that. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but you Mildred, saw... Mildred, Mildred was taking us, yes. Mm. yes. And then we were yeah. very worried about you, so we thought that you were the most important thing to follow. Oh, thank mm. you. Any time. Let's go, because Mildred is, you know, that's the kind of people that you want to be on your side. And they start leading the way up. Upstairs. Wesley. Well, first of all, uh, Malagak and Charlie. So you're looking for the orrery, right? Just like speaking out, what is it? So roll me a D100, both of you. Are you doing it? So Malagak, are you following or are you actively looking? So Malagak has absolutely no idea what he's looking for. So wherever Charlie looks, he's like, what's that? Charlie, please roll me a D100. Okay. That is 78. 78. That's really nice. So it takes you uh, like the three first uh, masks or like this, the uh, private theaters in the mast, on, on the mast. Uh, the first three, they don't have anything. So it takes you really uh, no time to realize that those have no information for you. Wesley, Sebastian is there with Mildred. And then you. Yeah. Um, what are what are they talking about? Out of interest, that's the uh, investments. Investments. Basically. Okay. Like investments that have gone wrong. You know, like for other people. You know, sort of like laughing a laugh at people, having a laugh at people that has lost it, everything, and they are poor now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll I'll join the conversation for a bit. Give it a minute. So, just yeah, being Wesley's usual charming self. And then, you know, there's quite a storm going on upstairs. Would either of you like to come and have a look? Sure. Uh, as, so they are laughing at whatever they are saying. <laughs> and then Sebastian sort of looks at you and just acknowledges you with a nod and keeps... Um, chatting with Mildred. Um, the three of you, you see that, so that you have examined the first three uh, 
Sorry, to be clear, that comment was definitely addressed to Mildred and Sebastian. Sorry, I got confused. Charlie about Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, okay. Normally. So Wesley was talking with Mildred and Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> ah, okay, sorry. It was my mistake. All right. Uh, so, as they like, ha, 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 and they acknowledge... So, before you make that comment, Sebastian mm-hmm. acknowledges you, come back, and you interrupt the laugh, and both of them are like, sorry, we're having a conversation. And then Sebastian sort of fakes like, oh... You filthy bastard! How long has it how long has it been since last time I see you? Are you rich now? Because I have some investments for you. It's good to see you, Sebastian. Tell me about them. Well, um, I recently found a very uh, like a mine with potential. So if we get a couple of thousand of uh, golden pieces, we can start operations and see if we get some uh, gold or even um, gems, you know, rubies and sapphires. Interesting. Whereabouts? Say again? Whereabouts is it? Not far from uh, Baldur's Gate. Good to know. Good to know. I'd certainly be interested in talking details at some point. But, yeah, maybe not quite yet. The night is young. You know, plenty of time for partying and business. We are only about the business, darling. And Mildred just nods and says, like, yeah, I was telling uh, Sebastian about uh, some interesting um, developments on my side, but I don't want to bore you guys. Please be my guest and have fun. And she attempts to start walking away. Yeah, at this point, I'll drop in the... While, while you're here, here Mildred, uh, Sebastian has, you know, seen my tricks a thousand times, but I did mention... You know, I have I have a little bit of showmanship up my sleeve. The storm brewing up on deck. Would you like to go and take a look at it? Uh, make me a persuasion check. And I'm gonna so I'm gonna roll for I'm gonna roll something here. Please roll with advantage as Sebastian with advantage, okay. Grabs uh Mildred's uh arm and says that I think you should hear this. 26. Uh, <laughs> she gives you the look. Fine. Dante, come with us. And um, Dante takes out the hood and starts like opening the way for uh, the three of you and Dante to a special kind of stairs. This has like a red cordon and there is guards and they take out the cordon and there is there's steps that lead you um, to the outside of the ship. Charlie, Johnny, what are your um, passive perceptions? Uh, 12. 18. Charlie, do you see on the corner of your eye, probably the, the most obvious thing here is um, Mildred, who is very, very tall, I've been in company, in company of uh, this really uh, beautiful uh, blue um, merfolk, well, uh, Triton, that they start moving. And then you catch that actually Charlie, sorry, Wesley is with them. But then you are not close to them. Okay. Wesley, you find yourself outside. Before we actually get up on the deck, yes. I will turn to Mildred and say, it's entirely up to you, but if I were you, I'd leave Dante here. I think I can probably only keep two of us dry at a time, and I wouldn't want them to get in any trouble. 
and I realise this is a bit more of an ass, so I'll drop a suggestion on that one. What's going uh, on right now, Wesley? Is <laughs> that a subtle spell? It is absolutely a subtle spell. Nice. Um, wait, I have a, I have a, 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 I'm so excited. Um, what are my encounters? Um, encountered. What? (laughs) (laughs) It's unsinkable. It's unsinkable, he said. Come on. um, What is it? Here it goes. Uh, Okay, 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 okay. Uh, Wisdom saving throw, right? That is an eight. That will fail. So, let me see. Yeah, no legendary resistance. You <clears throat> lucky bastard. And Mildred goes and like... At this point, I think it was Dante in the front, Mildred and Sebastian uh, going hand to hand, but like on the, holding arms, and you in the back. And then Mildred looks at Sebastian and says like, could you please bring me a drink from downstairs? I got a little bit uh, tired of the cocktails of this one. Dante, please accompany. Go, go, go with Sebastian. So um, they go faster. I know you have your means to do it. And uh, Dante puts the the hood on and takes um, Sebastian by the hand, and they just leave. Mildred grabs you by the arm and says, "Please, lead." Head up on deck. It takes you like two, three minutes to get there. You're in the outside. The storm has broken. Is that, is that a turn? Yes. And you see this every now and then lightning and thunder happening in the, um, in the clouds. There is no moon, so it's, partial, it's everything is dark. Right? There is, of course, torches all the way outside in the in the ship, and every crown nest has some like, special device to start illuminating outside. But there is not much of um, lighting on the deck. Yeah. Okay. I will walk with Mildred somewhere out of the way, uh, just over to the side of the rail somewhere and just start casting shape water as sort of bend the rain and everything that's coming down just starting to make patterns around us sort of playing into and out of the storm uh make me a performance check well no i guess it's an arcana yes maybe an arcana check oh you sure i can't be a performance (laughs) check (laughs) maybe a performance check Eh, not my best. 13. 13. Let me roll something here. She doesn't look quite impressed. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Yes. Um, Is that all you have? Well, I mean, you know, I... Don't bring out the big guns for just everybody, but I suppose we could make an exception. And I will cast Vortex Warp on her. (laughs) 
place. What is a con save, no? Constitution save, yep. Yes. Where are you, Vortex? I get to. That is a uh, 25. Oh, yeah, that, that very much succeeds. Sad times. Sad times. All right. Um, I think this is a point where I ask you to roll for initiative. Feels reasonable. Feels reasonable. <laughs> okay. All of us. That was not the plan, but I love it. Okay. So you don't go. Okay. I think you've got anything. Good. And please. Uh, okay. She got a nine. Okay. Uh, with that, we're going to go back to downstairs. Charlie, uh, Malagak, mm -hmm. you have rec uh, revised the first three. There is other three left. What are you trying to do? Charlie, I'm very confused about why everyone keeps leaving. I thought we were going to watch a performance, and now it's just you and me alone, surrounded I mean, by people. You you get that none of us were actually interested in the performance, right? Like, oh, we all just had yeah. our own different reasons for getting up here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that was the same for me. <laughs> Good, glad glad you get it, buddy. Yeah. Like tapping, on, probably like against the side of the, the upper arm. Uh, so why why don't we go and check out some of these other ones? Yeah, we we can do that. I, I'm just worried that if some one of our friends gets, you know, the the thing, that we're not going to be able to help them. Yeah, I mean that that bad and all. Um, I'm sure we could find some way of helping them. Yeah, I could just help. Would be something time. we could do. Oh, I, I, if if you're convinced that they're fine, I'm also convinced. I'm sure they will be fine. Yeah, I'm sure everything's going to be fine. Let's just say that a few more times until we believe it. <laughs> this ship is unsinkable. Sinkable. <laughs> right, so if you were an orrery of the Wanderer, where would... Oh, wait. If you were an orrery of the Wanderer, where would you hide? Well, like... And it's it's like an orrery is like a, a sort sort of a model thing. So it, it looks quite nice. So I'm I'm hoping that it's just going to be like on display. Is I think. And do you have a plan on when we find out how we're gonna you know steal it? Not exactly. No, not yet. I have a plan. So when we find What's it, your plan. I I can't tell you that. That's part of the plan. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but when we find it, I'll enact my plan to help us steal it for for us. Sure. All right. <laughs> Roll me. Okay. Malagak. Yeah. Please make me a deception check. Okay. I have advantage <laughs> on deception checks, but unfortunately, my charisma is not high. And Charlie, six, sixteen. Um. Insight check. Insight. Oh, that's not good at all. That is only a uh, 14. Uh, Malagat you believe that... So, do you remember that Malagat got this really nice strategy downstairs to keep the enemy and 
So you, they have, you know that Malaga has a practical intelligence. Mm. So it's up to something. That's what you believe. <laughs> As you yeah, start, I don't, like, I don't think I. I think I've, I've at the moment. I think I've just of the opinion. I'm like, ah, oh, he's actually like he's too. He's a bit too stupid to be mean. Actually, There's... that's very fair. <laughs> no. Um, as you start having this conversation and trying to keep an eye on the other uh, theaters, uh, you notice that there is a lot of movement in terms of uh, staff bringing seats outside of one of, sorry, two of the um, theaters. So they are removing like the seats and putting them out, like in sort of a around the fourth mast. So you pass the first three, there was nothing in them. The fourth mast is now being surrounded by seats, and they left the other two uh, is where people is taking out the seats beside them next to it. And there is other kind of um, staff that is putting down the walls of this theater. So those big planks are being uh, unscrewed putting down and take them out. So now the fourth mast is surrounded by seats. Oh, that's the idea that people is, oh, the idea that you get that somehow something is happening in this mast. And this mast is different because this mast is cut. I don't know how to describe Imagine if the mast goes, stop existing, there is a empty space, and then the mast continues. And in the middle of that empty space, there is something that resembles a piece of rounded metal, and it's jacket. And Look at my you... drawing, which is of a circle. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> it, it and it's, it looks more like an engine or like a car. At this point, Orica, Tetch, and Oren, you reach this uh, point of uh, this location, and somebody from looks very looks like security guard takes uh, Orica by hand is like, Mister Alkis, here you are. You are late as always, and they always, they I don't know. ask you. They start pushing you through people, and they take you out. They don't pay attention to Oren or Tetch. Tetch, what are you gonna do? Um, I believe we should probably stay with Alkis um, and we'll try and follow in the wake that yeah. they've been leaving. So Oren and Tetch goes there. I'm also trying to kind of observe and see if I can catch sight of the others so that I can at least keep tabs on them. Yes. Uh, well, we're not doing anything 18, stupid so. in your absence. <laughs> <laughs> Downstairs. Charlie, you go first in initiative. You are next to this uh, very tall women and tell me what are you gonna do but you say charlie presumably you mean wesley oh sorry yeah wesley terribly sorry giving you similar names to <laughs> um do we do we have our benefits of the level up yet as an extra yes you started this session with Great. one level. yes uh yeah in that case i think we're just gonna go straight for it with uh the big guns and i will cast polymorph on her on the hat. Nice. <laughs> Please. Cheeky. Is that a wisdom, uh, wisdom save again? Yep. 
16. Oh, just what she needed. That's so annoying. And it's as well like electricity and thunders, right? So some sort of energy tries to go through her and she's like, she just uh, muscle up and shakes it off. It's like, you naughty boy. Just quick pause, quick pause. Is that a good point to use? I really point? want to use the plot point here. I really want us to do the plot point. I just don't know if I trust what Wesley's doing or not. Okay, okay. Uh, this is what's going to happen. So, all right. So, for our, our listeners and viewers, we're going to use uh, one uh, special rule here is uh, on the books. It's called the plot point. So, I'm going to let my players to take the reins of the DMing and for them to decide what is the outcome or how they want this scene to develop. I'm going to give them five, ten minutes for them to discuss. I'm going to get out of the room and when they are ready, um, I'm going to go back, get back and see what shenanigan they throw to me. I think the, the first thing that we need to have happen is as you're, as the, um, as you're trying to cast Polymorph on Mildred, and she's like, you're a very naughty boy. There's like the surge of storm energy, which kind of just cracks into her. Um, and it just it messes, like, it messes up with the concentration. And as she's shrugging the spell off, she it just unwinds it, and she instead suffers the full effects of Polymorph. So you're able to do whatever you're about to do to whatever it is you're doing. We, we probably need to try and find some way to get us in, don't we? And if the polymorph exceeds, then maybe you don't. But well, I mean, if that storm surge happens, perhaps there's damage to the ship, which shows us all what's going on. Because we're quite separated at the moment. Just really quickly, Joe, are you happy for this to be the plot point moment before um, <laughs> we go ahead with it? I am. Um, I don't I can't know. Say no. <laughs> I'm, ha- I'm happy. I'm happy for it to be plot point moment. I'm just also aware that it's this is very much a Wesley side quest sort of thing. And I don't want to waste an entire party plot point on. Something. Oh, we're down for this. We're so down. I'm down for. I think. I think we can sort of get everybody's thing into what we're doing, though. Mm. Um, the lightning bolt comes down, spears the ship, hitting, <laughs> like, can, hitting, hitting the wear shark in the bottom of the ship. This <laughs> <laughs> the from what, Al, from what Ali said, it sounded like like Wesley. You're on the sort of deck directly above. Yeah me and Malagak at the moment. So if if a bolt of lightning, that's our plot point, a bolt of lightning hits the deck at that point, um, gives, what's her name? Mer- Meredith? Mildred. 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 Uh, gives her disadvantage, forcing her to fail the, the polymorph save. She gets, she gets affected by that. It messes up the deck and the mast around the orrery so we can run in and try and grab that between us and then what are uh, Tetch and Orica are on their way up to the deck presumably at this point over to the stage I think we're in the same yeah. area you are yeah. right yeah, but it would give us a good excuse to get the heck out of where we're being led by that other person yes so we can get back together again yeah does that work for everyone yeah yeah I think so quick question though yeah uh, this guy's self is probably going to be dropping I'm going to say in 15 minutes time shall I drop that early do we need the, the benefit of being disguised is no one can see that I'm wearing the mask mm-hmm. but can they see I'm wearing the mask anyway yes they can 
And they? I thought that, oh. I thought your disguise kind of covered the mask the, to make yeah, it look... Yeah, it did, yeah. yeah. You've but currently I'm, got two masks I've on. I've got two masks on, so yeah. it should be all right. Okay, cool. I'll, <laughs> I'll drop it, and then I can just get away from that guy later if I need to do it that way instead. Should we have the lightning bolt hit the wear shark just for Tetris? Uh... <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, it's a plot point. We might as well try and use it as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, my my mission right now is to try and sink the ship. So probably... okay, straight through the wear shark through the bottom of the ship. Then I don't want to kill the wear shark. I don't know who it is yet. Oh, okay. I thought that was your. I mean, it, could, it could definitely be a lightning bolt that damages the ship mm. enough that it's it puts it on a path to weaken. I mean, we were talking about ways that we could try and evacuate the ship, weren't we? Like, try and... I mean, Tetra's going to try and crash the ship whether people are on it or not, but, um, <laughs> you know, people seem to be concerned about the NPC's safety, so that's... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's... for what for what Ali was saying, there is, there's potentially a Tesselli plan in the works to get the yeah. ship evacuated. Yeah. Okay. I think Tesselli's like level 11 or 12 plus <laughs> at this point, so we should be all right. But yeah, like if the lightning bolt is hitting somewhere in the vicinity of the mask, given of the mask, given that's what where the orrery is, then that's yeah, definitely enough for potential big damage to start. Well, if it hits one of the mat, one of the center masks yeah, coming exactly. down, it's going to be a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah, it, that can sort of yeah. Cool. Shall I message Ali to say come back? Sure. Cool. So our plot point is massive bolt of lightning. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> Always oh, good plot point. Yeah. <clears throat> Massive ball ironing, which is going to give Mildred disadvantage on the polymorph. Mm. It's going yeah, to hit the mast and, yeah. and then the mast will fall and the lightning bolt will cause a massive damage, giving you guys an opportunity to es- escape. Which, I, think, I think if the, ma- the mast falling causes like a rift down the side of the ship. We'd be able to, yeah. yeah. Which start lets it, lets lots of water start leaking in. <laughs> 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 All right, everybody, tell me what is going to happen next. So the first thing that happens outside as Wesley is trying to polymorph Mildred, um, connection to the storm exacerbates a localized area around him, which causes a massive bolt of lightning to start streaking down towards the ship. So the first thing that happens is Mildred is going to have disadvantage on the saving throw against the polymorph spell. is momentarily distracted and someone else want to explain the rest <laughs> of, what, so let, of what happens <laughs> let me resolve that so that would be a disadvantage uh okay so nice uh so i roll a 17 now and previously i roll a 16. Yeah. Right. still not gonna be enough yes. well that was the first effect of the lightning bolt and um, those would you like to Oh boy, so yeah, this huge lightning bolt kind of racks through the ship as bits of uh, wood kind of splinter everywhere. The NPCs unaffected by this, they're all very dexterous, so they're able to get out of the way. Um, (laughs) This lightning bolt narrowly misses the back of Tetch's head uh, as Tetch following Orica, um, following the person that was taking them away to the stage. That little moment where we are all taken by surprise by this. Um, I like to think that the person in front of Orica fell over, maybe hitting their head slightly on the ground. <laughs> Orica turns to Tetch. We're able to see through the gap that this huge uh, lightning bolt has formed. We're able to look up and see the situation with Wesley. We can see Charlie, sorry, uh, yeah, we can see Charlie, we can see Malagak facing that area. 
and we're going to run towards them as quickly as we can. Tetch, we need to go this way now. They'll be fine. They'll be fine. We'll leave. We'll leave. We'll come back. Of course, of course. There's people around. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to drop the Alkis form. Um, but I have a mask over my mask, so no one can see the original mask. There's just a lot of there's a lot of feathers. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Mask inception. Yeah. Nice. And then the last effect, Charlie. Do you wanna... Yeah, finally. Um so in front of Charlie and Malagak, uh this lightning bolt kind of rips through the deck above us uh and um and starts to kind of split and really sort of hits the mast. Uh, which starts to go and creaks uh, and everybody kind of starts to to run off. And that that area where you said there was like a a sort of magical gap in the mask is mast, uh, is where it it pivots and uh, above we kind of see through the gaps in in the deck that the entire mast kind of goes over the side of the ship and sort of cuts a bit of a rift down the side of the ship uh, letting some sizable amount of water start to leak into the maybe mid to lower decks, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Certainly with enough time that uh, people can maybe start to, to, to make their way off the ship. And then the string quartet get up to the <laughs> decks and start playing. <laughs> I'm loving all of this. I'm going to have some edits, but it's I'm game for it. First thing is that, yes, uh, Wesley tried to cast this polymorph but there is something interfering with your magic that makes this not happen. As everybody, well, the people, maybe Wesley as well, you have high uh, passive perception, right? I don't particularly, I only have 13. Okay, anyways, uh, this lighting that he's, hits the mast during this hole in the, in the decks, it actually came from nowhere in the sense of when everything clears up, you notice that on top of the ship, yes, there is a storm, but you are in the eye of a storm. So there is no clouds on top of you. There is no rain. Around yourself, there is this huge storm, but not raining right now because there's like this empty space on the on the sky. But lighting is still happening all around the other places. And every time you hear what, what, there is a lighting, you can see figures in the clouds. And those figures, they some of them, they look humanoid, but other looks tentacly. So there is something happening in the upper planes. Now, this first lighting hits the mast, but it doesn't break it down. It actually hits the item that you're looking for. As this hits, it activates. And a little bit of lore here. So this is the uh, the far year, and it's part of the orrery of the wanderer, and this allows you to uh, conjure creatures, and in this case, it's gonna conjure a aberration. Now, Tench, here is when everything starts making sense. Mm-hmm. Orica, you see as this lighting crushes the uh, the mast. All those figures that might have been infected, they stop. Everything seems to be moving naturally, but they just start retracting. All of them try to get to a wall. And as this is really like a weird uh, behavior, 
and they touch the ship and they start melting on it. So all the uh, tissues and organs start like going inside of the walls and the the, uh, the planks of the ship. They start fusing with it, sort of trying to infuse with energy the ship. Now, let's go back to uh, Wesley and Mildred. Um, could the rest of the party as well roll for initiative? And now the question is, is Dante around? I would say Dante is around. Tetch, can you see all the people melting into the walls or is it just me? Is it just this confounded mask? Yes, so you can confirm that from the upper levels, but in this deck, that's it's happening as well. Yeah. Uh, yes, that's, that appears to be... <sighs> I mean, all I can say is, thankfully, we, we managed to save your friend, at least. Exactly, right. It feels like they're trying to run from something or power it up, or I don't know what they're trying to do. Mm. Did you want our initiative rolls? Yes, please. Uh, Charlie? Uh, 16. 16. Malagak? Four. <laughs> no. Orica? Stop, stop nice. <laughs> Five. Nice. Wow. Uh, Seven. <laughs> Seven. Good. We're so <laughs> we still have Wesley, top of the round, and then Charlie, and then Dante, and then uh, Mildred, Tetch, and Orica. I would say we're going to start top of the round. <laughs> Just to check, uh, Dante kind of went off somewhere to get a drink, right? Yeah, yeah. He's going to uh, uh, take a while for them to, uh, to come back. Uh, but at least uh, the plane <laughs> is not around otherwise. Right. Um, Wesley. Mm-hmm. Everything happened as planned, right? Tell me. I could say actually uh, Mildred is prone because of the lighting. You should be you should be around like 10 feet of this big opening and you can see all your comrades downstairs. And Mildred is just next to the to the edge of this opening, and is uh, yeah five feet away from you. How would you like to proceed? Um. So there. Uh, so have I had my turn casting Follywolf, or is this now a new round? And this a new round. New round. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I just want to try and wrap this up before everyone else joins. I'm going to drop another Vortex Wolf on her. Yes. Uh, which save is this? Con- Constitution. She oh. rolled a nine, but she has Indomitable, so I'm going to roll that again. Oh, no. For a uh, 22. <laughs> Uh, this storm again is interfering with your magic, mm-hmm. and cool. you're, you're just gonna like, no, no, bad boy. Anything else? Um, I quite <sighs> like her. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, as a bonus action, I'll yeah exchange some sorcery points for spell slots because I'm rapidly running out. Um, but otherwise, that's me. Thank you. Next one is Charlie. Charlie. Um, mm. Uh, yeah, Charlie. 
Uh, how far away am I from the orrery? Uh, you should be about 20 feet away because there is like seats between you and the mast. And then yeah, the mast should be like 10 feet diameter. So it's inside this thing. <laughs> In a quick uh, look where you're a magic practitioner, you notice that there is a sort of barrier around it. Yeah. Uh, I would like to... I would like to try and summon my wildfire spirit inside that barrier. Please. Absolutely, you can do it. Cool. Then my wildfire spirit will then grab the orrery. That, that is my whole turn, basically. Uh, it's summoning the spirit. Hang on, actually. Do, uh, yeah, I use an action to summon it. Uh, and then... I don't think I can do any useful... Yeah, then as a bonus action, I get it to grab the orrery and use fiery teleportation uh, to teleport itself outside the the magical barrier. So how far is it from? Uh, it can teleport 15 feet. Okay, so it's still around the seats. Yep. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Uh, anything else? That's all. Yeah, so all of you, you see how this flame comes into existence and then just wraps, wraps, yeah, so, out. Yeah, th this particular version, uh, I think it's going to be like, a, I'm going to say a kestrel. So it's like a sort of bird of prey, but not a massive one. Like, appears, flies out. Uh, thank you very much. That was beautiful. Uh, he's not yet here. The lady on the deck. She stands tall, using halfway of her movement. Slowly walks to Wesley. You were paid for this, right? And she says, time for payback. And she's gonna multi-attack you. Um, sorry. Three attacks. Um, can I just, how far away are they? And we can see them, right? Because of the lightning. Yes, you can see them. Probably 25 tall ceilings, so 25 uh, feet away. Okay. For easy calculations. Um, 16 to hit. Uh, I will shield, so that misses. Good. Uh, no, forget that. Next attack. 27. <laughs> yeah, that hits. Or thirteen points. So there's there's um, a rush of wind which updrafts from the ship, and there's runes which kind of glow all the way along Malagak's arm. And as the sword goes to strike into Wesley, uh, Mildred overshoots it and ends up stabbing herself. As I use my cloud rune to force her to hit another time, another creature other than Wesley, which I choose to be herself. <laughs> <laughs> He's confused. <laughs> confused, like, am I strong enough to hold myself or weak enough to hold myself? <laughs> she's not really clever, but she's not having a good time. 
The 27 uh, would still have to hit her, but I'm assuming it does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, 26 to hit. Uh, that will also hit, yep. Or... I can't help Three, you again. Uh, seven points of slashing damage. Seven, seven is okay. We can take seven. Seven. Good. With that, uh, we move to... Tetch. Tetch. Funny. Great. Um... So just, we can see um, who Wesley is fighting kind of through the decks. It, how close to the edge of the ship are they? And now they are uh, 10 feet away from the edge. Okay. That's not super helpful. Um, oh. I don't really... I'm kind of tapped out, is the other thing. I've been using all of my spell slots, so um, I think I'm just going to have to throw a guiding bolt um, and hopefully the next person. Uh, you said that there was an aberration on the deck as well, like near us. Is uh, that right? Was that near the orrery? It, yeah, did the orrery summon yeah, an the aberration? The orrery is conjuring somehow an aberration. It's beginning to. Great. Okay. Um, well,. I will, I will help out Wesley, then I will um, uh, cast Guiding Bolt. Uh, first level, that's... Is that an 11 or a 13? Uh, it's, it's a 20 in total, once I've added my modifier. Hits. Perfect. Um, so that is 12 uh, points of Radiant, I think. Yeah, Radiant damage. Um, and the next hit has advantage. Thank you. I think that's. Oh, oh I, I could. Oh, I could get a spell slot back. All right. Um, as a bonus action, I'm going to expend a use of channeled ability to um, uh, regain a level two spell slot. Absolutely. So, uh, you feel. Uh, so both um, Wesley and Tetch, the presence of the storms, whether this comes from the nature or it comes from a divine place, it's flowing through you, Tetch, and you uh, recover that spell slot. Thank you. Movement? Uh, we actually don't care where you are at this point. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll start trying to kind of move towards Wesley um, so that I can at least be like a bit, a bit of a distraction, if, if nothing else. Good. Uh, but you want to use the stairs, it's going to take you at least two rounds. Um, I think I'm just going to have to do that then. I'll, I'll, I'll start making my way up. Great. Uh, next one is Orica. Um, question to Johnny. Has Orica seen Malagak use a reaction? Yes. Well, you saw me lift my hand up and cause that blow to mm. get deflected. <clears throat> Okay. Everybody apart from Malagak, um, I'm going to use a Mantle of Inspiration on, so you get 8 temp HP, and you can instantly use your reaction, if you have one, to move um, without provoking opportunity attacks. Uh, so do I, I still use... get the temp HP, or do I just not get the reaction? I don't know how it works. I can only do four people. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, so, that's why. That's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's hence the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I will instantly use my reaction to move my full movement uh, to follow Tetch up the stairs. Tetch, you can also use your reaction if you want to to I, move. Yeah, I, I will. I do not have a lot to do with my reaction, so I will reactively get another flight of stairs up. 
Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, Charlie and Wesley, you're welcome to move as well if you want. I will um, absolutely get some distance between me and Mildred. <laughs> <laughs> I will then use my movement to move an additional 30 foot. So I don't know how far up the stairs I am. Is that two uh, turns worth of stairs? Yeah, probably you are you at, you are at the door. You can see outside and you can see uh, Wesley and Mildred, but you are probably 20 feet away from them. Got you. And I will use Vicious Mockery on Mildred. Mm-hmm. That is wisdom, right? It is a wisdom. And I will that's- say... Mildred, that's not very courteous. Um, <laughs> so yes, yeah, so she could roll a wisdom saving throw. Uh, 16. Uh, just what she needed, meets beats. So she does not get any impact from that. Uh, but that's going to end my go for now. There is so much wind and lighting that probably she didn't hear you. So it's not about <laughs> this conditions. Um, now, before your turn ends, Pitch, <laughs> did you use your reaction to move upstairs as well? Dead. So both of you are away at the door arch and you can see them. Uh, Charlie, do you want to use your reaction to move somewhere? Um, no, I don't think so. I'm just kidding. Wesley, you can move without provoking opportunity attacks. Do you want to move away? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll get that feet away. <laughs> so I guess at this point, uh, Wesley moves towards you. Do you want to be in front of them or next to the door? I, I'd actually be inclined to just move slightly further along the deck, kind of very much sticking outside. Okay. No, like, so, so we're not clumped together. Could I okay. use uh, just my free action to ask Wesley, but Wesley, what is happening? Please answer. Why, 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 why does she hate you? What's what's happening? Well, you could stand there and not answer me, but honestly, Do I get this is... now? Or... <laughs> <laughs> Token is a free action, remember. Um, yeah, in which case Wesley would. I I don't know. She just started attacking me. We were we were having a lovely conversation up here. Do I believe Wesley? Wrong and insight check. Um, Wesley, if you want, make me a deception check. May I passively insight this? Yes, absolutely. What a time to roll a natural twenty for a twenty-two. <sighs> I have a nineteen nine. So I believe him. Uh, Wesley is clearly lying to you. Okay, Wesley, we need to talk about your deception because it's really not on point. Okay? <laughs> All right. Uh, um, yeah, that's it. That was a beautiful round. Thank you, Erika. To our viewers and listeners, me, Ali, loves Mantolo Majestic. It's my favorite move. I think it's actually overpowered. Anyways, next one is Malagat. So I have a nine passive insight, which I means I've just heard Wesley say that he got attacked by someone and I fully believe him. <laughs> I also know that about 20 feet up from me, Mildred is standing by the large hole um, on the side of the deck, I believe. Yeah. At 10 feet away. So if you yeah. need like 10 plus your 20, so 30, if you can reach 30 feet with your so arms. Not only can I run 40 feet, I can also run up walls and across ceilings. So Malagak is going to like, I've got you, Wesley! And he's just going to start running to the wall, up the wall, through the hole, and I'm going to try and grab Mildred and just throw her off the deck. Please. But whilst he's doing this, he starts running, and you see um, all this tension in the air with all this kind of storm energy everywhere around. 
he's going to join the competition to be the best storm sorcerer. Um, <laughs> not sorcery, but you see um, like little tiny rivers of lightning running across his body, which um, kind of seeps into his skin and enhances his nervous system, making him more like react a lot quicker. And I'm going to use my bonus action to enter a prophetic state using my storm rune. Nice. So for the next minute, uh, or until I'm incapacitated, when me or another creature I can see within 60 feet makes an attack roll or a saving throw, or an ability check, I can use my reaction to cause that roll to have advantage or disadvantage. So attack um, or saving throw? Um, attacks, saving throws, or ability checks, any, any of them. Um, I've got so many things I can use reactions for, but only one per turn is annoying. <laughs> but so coming out of the hole, hopefully surprising Mildred from like, you know, coming up through the hole from behind her, yeah. I'm going to just pick her up and nope. Just <laughs> try and throw her we'll the Find out. Um, so I'm, I guess I'll make an attack against her and just see if it lands. Uh, that's a contested, uh, for me it's a strength, for you it's either strength, strength or dexterity. Sure, so I'll, shall I do athletics? Because that's, that's the mm-hmm. strength. And am I guessing that's with advantage, right? Um, yeah, well, it's. am I surprising her? So uh, I'm not. I'm not giant smited, so I don't get it normally. Okay, uh, but I will give myself aware a, of the situation. I yeah, mean, I she will. is. She is guided. I did guiding bolts, so yeah, but that's attacks. Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll give myself advantage with my prophetic state. Okay. Here we go. Big uh, money. That's a twenty-seven. I got an eighteen. <laughs> so all your horses here. She is grapple. Yeah. What's next? Well, so my first attack is a grapple. My second one is going to be to yeet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I guess that is it's going to be a. Let's do an improvised attack, and see if that hits. Okay. If not, she's just going to be pushed because. So there is not such thing as throwing something. So let's let's make it a. Um, Sure. Um, shall I just roll athletics again? Because it's the same modifier as my attack. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a 25. So you actually managed to push her out. So I'm going to make here a dexterity saving throw to see if she can catch from the rails. For an actual 20. As you throw her through the board, she kind of gives a double a viral in the air, and you can just see her big hand on the rails. Thank you very much, Johnny. That was beautiful. Now, I top of the round. Is, <laughs> yes. Sorry, is is action search a long rest or a short rest thing? Uh, I think it's a short rest thing, isn't it? I think so. I think so. <laughs> Then I haven't. So, again, Malagak is, is seeing his friend being attacked by this yes, person yes, of yes, unknown yes, powers. So, as she, so I've tried to throw her over the side of the ship. She's holding on to the railings. I'm going to use my action surge to just go, no, and try like, yes, yes, punch her yes. off. Yeah. Please. Um, <laughs> it's, I've got to save you, Wesley. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> so, is there going to be an attack? Yeah, it's a 24. That and a twenty-three. Both hit. Uh, roll with advantage for the first one. I mean, she's gonna be gone anyway. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I'm not really trying to damage her. I'm just trying to punch her off, basically push her, throw, throw them off the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, absolutely, as you sort of start hitting like like a gorilla, like a thing, like on the on the rail, she just she just cannot. Right. So I'm gonna roll here because it's just to find out how many fingers she has left. <laughs> <laughs> well, my punches are quite soft, really, because I'm all of fur. But punch <laughs> with kindness. Yeah. So you manage, and you just see this scene where she falls <laughs> to the sea to be seen no more. Oh, who knows? And... I don't know, Wesley. <laughs> Thank you. That was beautiful. Uh, double the round, 20, initiative 20. A second lighting hits the fire here. Uh, unfortunately, the wildfire spirit is gone for the damage. And as this lighting hits again, uh, the fire here, it activates again, and you can see all these melted bodies into the wood sort of start turning red. And now there is a lot of spots on the on the ship that looks like tissue. But actually, people that has been around the seas, you know, um, you've seen octopus, and this looks like the skin of an octopus. It's sort of sort of rings that change colors and that kind of texture that kind um, looks like a rock or rocky or really rough. And Orica. Uh, with the mask and just turning around, you can see that, yes, those creatures are doing this, but all the other people is panicking. It's just going all around, including the people that was on the deck. So this is going down. With that, we're going to go to our break. We'll see you in 10. Uh, thank you very much. I'll see you soon. We are back. Thank you very much for joining us again. We have finished our short rest, finished our consumables, and we're ready to play more DD after this amazing first half. Thank you to my players again for that amazing use of your plot uh, point. A short summary we get to the upper decks after a um, saving Oren from a very awful destiny. I was about like, are they going to save them? Are they not going to save them? Thanks, you did. And then a really short but creative um, battle with Mildred. Is or is not finished? Who knows? And we are back into top of the round with Wesley. Wesley, <laughs> what do you want to do? From what you can see, Every now and then, a lighting hits the piece of the orrery that uh, triggered the behavior of those creatures, of those parasites. And now, more and more, the ship is becoming organic-like. And the storm is still happening. You can see still the lighting and those figures upstairs, like on the clouds. Um, there is chaos because people don't know what's going on. Please, tell me. And the, you said the orrery was conjuring an aberration, but we can't actually 
see anything having been conjured yet, right? Uh, probably at this point you can do the maths of two plus two, and actually the order is turning mm-hmm. the ship into yep. it's channeling the conjuration into the ship in itself. Uh, yeah. In which case, Wesley, Tetch, I think you were right about sinking the ship. I think um, it's go time. <laughs> are all the party within thirty feet of me by this stage? Uh so next to you is Tetch. Well, really close, Tetch and Orica. And I'm, there, I'm next to him as well because I was yeah. in the middle. Yeah. And then oh, just Charlie. Uh, uh, downstairs is Charlie. That was only about 25 to the piss. Could I get within 30 feet of Charlie as well? Uh, using the downstairs was 25 feet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the ceiling is 25. You want to jump? You want to use the stairs? I will. Ash. So some lightning will sort of start swirling around Wesley's feet and from his boots just small kind of electric blue wings will emerge as Wesley will take off into the air um sort of fly and almost glide kind of down into this gap in the center of the ship and then when I'm within range of all the party um will sort of resume this sort of swirling motion of water that he was doing earlier just ampered up a notch and I will cast water breathing on the entire party just in case, you know. <laughs> I see something happening there. I'm loving it. Anything else? Uh, that'll do. That'll do. Good. As you... No, that's it. Um, next one is uh, Charlie. Right. Um... I think I want to try and get to the orrery. I want to try and stop it in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Um, what? Uh, yeah. Can I can I get to it and pick it up and I don't know investigate it or is it obvious how I can? Yeah. Absolutely. So you're not that far away from uh, what fell. You can pick it up. Uh, is it going to be an investigation check? Identify? Uh, I don't think I have identify or anything at the limit. So, so yeah, just uh, could it be a perception check? Roll me a perception check. Uh, that's a 16. 16. With the perception check, I can tell you that this is still the foci of whatever is happening. And if you hold it when the lighting hits, I mean, you guess what's going to happen. Mm. Yes. Gotcha. Um, but uh, but this is the foci of something. So some something else or someone else is casting the spell. Right. Gotcha. Cool. Is that is that my action to do the, the check then? Because I don't think I've got any useful. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Next would be Tetch. But actually, actually, 
from one of those spots on the ship, a tentacle emerges and is actually going to hit someone. So I'm going to use my screen as reference. Can I just, as that, as the tentacle is emerging, I'm just going to hold the orrery up and just go, this is just a focal point. If anybody can see where this spell is coming from, then, I don't know, just fucking get him. Are you going to hold it the whole round or drop it? Mm. Yeah. What makes you ask, Ali? <laughs> I'm just going to keep holding it. <laughs> um, Tetch, mm-hmm. something is coming to you. Good. Uh, hitting you for uh, 25 to hit. Uh, yeah, that'll hit me. For 13 points of blood shooting damage. Again, a second. Um, force damage. Force damage. 13 points of force. And you are considered rubble. May I um, use my Wrath of the Storm? Oh, wait. Have, do I still have a reaction? You had your turn, say yes. You have your reaction. Have I have have I had my turn, or is my turn about to happen? Ah, let me tell you that information. It's about to happen. So before your turn, this happened. Cool. So I don't think I've got my reaction anymore. Um, okay. Yeah. Goody, goody, goody. Now it's your turn. Okay. You are grappled by a red tentacle. Mm. This is not ideal. I need to make my way to the bridge of the ship, really. Um, okay. That's complicated, my, my turn. You can have my reaction to give yourself advantage <laughs> on whatever you're going to try and do. Um, Ali, very quick question about the um, the level up. Did it reset our spells or anything, or are we, we're still tapped out, aren't we? You're still tapped out. But if you okay. get a new spell slot, you have that one. Well, so I did... Um, I, I gave myself a level two back last turn, so I'm just trying to figure out what on earth might be a good move. Um, I think I'm just going to stick with a an old faithful uh, witch bolt. Um, so I will uh, zap it with lightning. I'm um, just I'm just going to stick to level one because I want to save that level two slot. So actually, yeah, I'll, I'll level one witch bolt. The tentacle. On the tentacle. That's a 22 to hit. Nice. That is 1d12 lightning. But I can, um, I'm concentrating on that now. So that is uh, nine, yeah, nine damage. Nine damage, great. And oh, I've got extra stuff that I can do when I do lightning damage. Do I want to do it? No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold on to it for the moment, I think. Great. Thank you. Next one is Orica. Okay, Do you, you and second? Go for it. You and Tetch are next to each other and the door um, arc. Tell me. And Wesley's just uh, glided away. Mm-hmm. Quick question, DM, to you. Would Mantle of Inspiration 
allow grapple escape because it grants you movement. Mm-hmm. Does that counter a grapple, or if you're grappled, are you just? If you're grappled, you need to make a check to get loose. I but I will allow to to do the check. Does that make sense? I've got you. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Let's do the 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 old fateful. Let's go for <laughs> yeah. mantle of inspiration on everybody apart from Malagak. No offense, buddy, uh, <laughs> but you you have your own reactions that you like to use. So everyone can gain temp HP of eight if you don't already have it, um, and you can move without provoking opportunity attacks. That's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to use my reaction to move out of the way of this the tentacles that are forming around us um, onto like the middle of the deck of the ship. Mm-hmm. Um, can I see above me any clear link between the orrery and what is casting onto it? Does it look like it's coming from a cloud? Does it look natural? Yeah. Make me either a perception or an arcana check. Oh, do you? Okay, let's have a think. I'm rolling well. That was 23. For perception. For perception. Mm-hmm. So similar to Charlie, you the movement from the clouds is really uh random. So it's not coming from upstairs. And you've been a uh in all of the um decks more or less, you know that there is not that many places where a caster could um what's the word, uh, comfortably been doing this, except the places that you haven't been, which is further into this corridor and the other two small um, private theaters. Okay, nothing I can see immediately though. Um, and Charlie's currently holding the orrery, yes. aren't they? Yep, okay. Uh, okay, well, that tentacle that is holding Turch is gonna get viciously mocked. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second here. Does this thing as a language? Um, oh, yes, yeah, go for it. More like so, a can it hear? Because it has to be able to hear. Doesn't have to understand, but it must be able to. It doesn't have languages. Mm, okay. But does it have ears? <laughs> I would say no. Mm, okay. Huh. I can't use command. That's no. fine. Um, I'm just gonna. In that case, I will use my my free action to just say, "Move, touch, try and get out of the grasp." <laughs> right. Thank you very much. So yes. everyone can move using their reaction if they want to. You all get your temp HP if you need it, and touch. I think you can do something fun that Ali yeah. was going to talk about. So let's start with touch. If you want to use your reaction to move, please make me that. Um, Contested, so you choose which ability you want to use. Uh, athletics, I believe. Yes. Fifteen. So you are free from this slime. Well, it's not a slime; it's just very rough, actually. It kind of grips me, but the like it's just it's a bit slimy. So I just go. Yeah, and as you sort of start moving back into the ship, so you will make it halfway to the stairs. And the tentacle's still there, but at some point sort of stops and looks at you. And yes, when I say looks at you, you for a second see an eye and it closes. Um, still minding its business. Uh, Wesley, 
you are already on uh, downstairs, really close to Orica and Charlie. Do you want to use your reaction to do something? Um, I mean, do I also get the idea that there, there must be a caster somewhere on this deck kind of yes. driving all of this? Okay. Um, yeah, in that case... Yeah, I sort of don't want to get stuck below decks. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll fly I'll fly thirty feet down the corridor and just see if I can see anything of interest down here. Yes, you hear something, but it's still you. You have the impression that it's just at the end, so you need all the other thirty feet for. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Charlie, you see all of that, and yet you have the impression, or probably Orica, uh, express that openly and loudly. Very loudly. Very loudly. Th- uh, Wesley th- would also say, I think they're down here. Yeah, I was going to say, I, w- I think I would follow Wesley. Uh, okay, so you start moving. Um, that's all the reactions. Thank you very much. Uh, that brings us to Malagak. <clears throat> Malagak will just save Wesley's life, turns around and sees Tetch try to break out and then break out. So he is going to run upside down across the ceiling and then down and going to attack the tentacle from, okay. uh, from above. Um, and while, when, when he does that, as he's like running upside down on the ceiling, which I think is just such a funny thing in my head. <laughs> With a lot. Um, he's going to Giant's Might as well. So now he's a, a large bugbear thundering across upside down on the ceiling as his great axe gets even bigger. And he just attempts to strike into the tentacle from from above. Please. You know, you know when you uh, go to the car wash and you see the big furry things come down? Yeah. <laughs> That's basically you, but with an axe, right? Yes. <laughs> In red. Yes. Yeah. So that's a 27 and a natural 20. Please describe me how you slag to death this thing. Yeah, this... this um, so I, he just um, like the uh, like on the top of a, of a car wash. He just starts like cutting up into sushi as he's running past. It's just like scything it side 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 into like biggest like sushi pieces until it's just like against the wall and it just like whatever melts away and retreats back inside the wall. Great. Um, so as that happened, you hear a screech that comes from everywhere that resonates from the very inside of the ship and it's like, the ship is not happy about what you just did. What's going to happen? Who knows? Uh, thank you. With that, top of the round. Uh, you know what's going to happen, right? Everybody knows what's going to happen. Tell us anyway, Ali. I'd like to give Charlie advantage with my... <laughs> <laughs> Could Charlie please make me a constitution saving throw? You can have advantage from my prophetic state. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's good, because that first roll was a nat one. Uh, that's a bit better. Uh, so that's a dirty 20. Nice. So you take half damage, you take nine points of thunder damage, or lightning damage, lightning damage. As you... Um, I would like to use my reaction to cast Absorb Elements. You use your reaction to move. I'm sorry. Oh, yes, it did. Sorry, sorry. Thank you. Yes. All right. So with that, hits you, and now you can feel it. 
you can feel how the energy from the storm is coming through the uh, far uh, year and it distributes. So first it distributes to the ship. So you feel all this connection and how these spots start like growing and growing uh, using this energy. And let's say everybody has this vision of outside and now the ship is looking more like a giant squid or an octopi starting to develop three or four tentacles in the back and those sort of um, uh, bubble heads in the front. The um, the ceilings, yeah, the sails are starting to sort of decay, but from the um, crow nest, maybe it turns into a big eyeball and it just opens for a second and closes. And the second part is this uh, energy dissipates into the last of the um, private theaters and you can feel who is use, uh, conjuring the spell or casting the spell just at the very end of this uh, corridor. It's in that moment when you also hear a familiar voice, which is Alkis and Sally, sort of uh, getting to the to these deck uh, is like, what the hell is going on? And they start running to you. And as you see like a sea of people uh, coming upstairs. So these people, we can assume that they are not uh, contaminated because all the people that was contaminated or yeah, with the parasites are melted now into the ship. So they are quite, they're quite a lot. Also you notice uh, behind these people, a red tiefling, Red tiefling, sorry, uh, pink tiefling that looks a little bit like Orin, but a little bit different. Maybe they are related and a steel defender. They are behind Tesselli and Alkis. They're gonna take a while to get to you. What are you gonna do? So having having just been struck by this lightning, uh, I think Charlie will scream and, ah, son of a bitch! Oh my god, but uh, I, there, that points to, that's where all this is coming from. We need to get in there. Are we still in combat, Initiative? Uh, yes, just for having an order if people want to do different stuff. But if you just want to get into the theater, that's okay for me. I think just getting into the theater, at least from Wesley. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. So mm. I possibly had something else in. I was going to try and do. Great. As all of you rush into this small um, private theater, the double doors open and then you step in and the double doors closes behind you. And in the prophetic state of Malagag, we can go back to episode one where you have been here and in the middle of this room, standing on a table, a man wearing expensive red and black robes bows in front of you. Uh, he stands and he is wearing a golden mask. 
this is a horse mask. Well, 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 you are quite a unique group. I wonder what is the test of your dreams. He tweaks his neck and the doors behind you shut down, shut. He leans back, catches some momentum and launches towards you. Please, roll me for initiative. However, we know what those rolls were. These creatures uh, leans back and then leaps to you as it jumps, it sort of transforms and you can see the limbs growing longer and the body getting a little spiky. It will jump on top of Tetch, but that is all uh, their action. You're not grappled, they're just on your space. Mm-hmm. Not enough consent here, I'm sorry. Tetch, you are first. Mm-hmm. Oh god, that complicates my turn. Um, I think... Um, oh. So we're all in. We're all in the, the kind of theatre at this point, mm-hmm. and the, the doors are shut behind us. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to um, summon my spiritual weapon. Nice. Um, so mm-hmm. touches spiritual weapon um is kind of like a um a lightning rod so when it attacks it almost kind of tries to Im- embed itself in the person and then it gets struck from nowhere for, by by lightning um uh so that is a bonus action and i get to make an attack as part of it on obviously the person near me which is a 23 that hits or uh, 11, I believe that's a six rather than a nine. Yeah, it's 11, um, of course it's a six, it's a D8. Um, 11 points of whatever damage the weapon does. I think it's uh, force damage, I think. It is force, yes, it's force. So I can't do anything fun and storm cleric with that. Um, but what I will do is... Um, that is a bonus action spell, so I've still got my action. I'm going to use a thunder wave, um, and could uh, they make a... Is that, that would be good? another spell. I think you can only use a... Oh, is that not... Yeah, sorry, it is. It's because it's I'm... I thought I was on my level two, so I scrolled up one. I was not. Uh, okay, not that one. Uh, Sacred Flame. Sacred Flame, yes. Yes. I was thinking of the cantrip. Dexterity saving throw. Sacred flame. Yes, dexterity. Dex, not really dexterous. Nine. 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 <laughs> no. No. Not going to help. Uh, seven points of radiant damage. Excellent. Uh, thank you very much. Anything else? That's actually a bonus. Um, they're right next to me, so uh, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and move away. Okay. Next one is Wesley. So the way I located you, really random, from left to right, Smalagak, Wesley, Orica, Tetch, and Charlie. 
Currently, given that this uh, creature is large, Orica and Detch are in um, close combat with the creature. While Charlie and Wesley, on both sides, you are not in close combat. And the fortress is Malakak. Who will be very shortly in close combat. <laughs> very short. So we move to Wesley. Cool. Um, fits right next to Tetch. I won't try any AOE stuff. Um, yeah, I think Wesley will go sprinting forwards and so is some of the residual static electricity from the storm which is crackling around his fingertips will place a hand on this creature and cast Inflict Wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, which is... Uh, that's, a, that's a nine to hit. It's a um, big, big natural one. But... <laughs> but it's like you have but. my reaction. <laughs> To give yourself advantage. What an absolute legend. Uh, That's better. That's an 18. That hits. Nice. I I like to think some of the lightning that's currently coursing through Malagag's body just kind of jumps ship and (laughs) lands on Wesley. It's because you're so fluffy that you're making (laughs) Everyone around me is getting a bit staticky. Ah. Uh, that That is 23 points of damage. Yes. Um, and as a bonus action, I will, uh, yeah, once again, just sort of energy crackling around his feet, will uh, use, yeah, use my bonus to move 10 feet away without provoking opportunity attacks. Um, and then, yeah, just keep moving, um, get a takeoff again and just get in the air away from this creature. Uh, do you provoke, do you move without provoking opportunity attacks? Yes. Correct. Nice. Uh, so where do you want to be located? As far as you can? Yeah, pretty much as far away as I can. Yes. You want to be... If, the, if we sit in a clock, everybody's clustered at 6 o'clock. You want to be 9, 12, 3? Yeah, I'll just, I'll just back up all the way to 12. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. opposite side of the room is fine. Great, thank you. Next one is... Charlie. Charlie, you're sort of nine, uh, 3 o'clock. And everybody's six. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Um, I will action summon my wildfire spirit. Um, uh, and this time I sort of uh, wave, wave an arm and um, a kind of series of little small balls of fire like come out of my, my the palm of my hand and uh, sprout like bat wings and flap and kind of screech quite loudly in a flamey kind of way. Um, and uh, they sort of do this, their, their sort of point of origin is right at the, I guess the back of the creature, the, the side of the creature away from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when it appears, um, uh, what does it have to do? It has to... It has to make a deck saving throw. Deck saving throw, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's do... Oh, no, that's me. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yes. A one. Uh, so that fails. Um, and so, yeah, it takes... Does it take double damage because it failed? Because no. it got a one? No, because <laughs> it... Um, Cool, that's 11 points of damage, fire damage. 11. 
Great. And then as my bonus action, I will then have the wildfire spirit. Um, so who's who's sort of in direct combat with it now? Who's within five feet of it? Uh, Orica, Tech, uh, and your fire spirit. Cool. Uh, so the bats, the fire bats, all sort of fly through it. And Orica and Tetch, uh, you feel them sort of tug at you like they're trying to pull you away from the creature if you are willing. Yes? I think so. Yep. Cool. Uh, then it's, uh, it teleports you both, uh, let's just say, 10 feet back from it. Okay. Um, and here's the thing gone. Uh, in going, I think, does the creature have to? The creature has to have another deck saving throw, please. Not really dexterous. Nimble. Uh, 10. 10, that fails. So then that takes another. It takes another four points of damage. Four points of damage. Nice. Anything else? Thank you. This creature is not happy at all. And you can see like the, the, the jaw sort of dislocating and just from the jaw, like humanoid jaw, it extends more like the uh, um, predator ones and shows you like a big mouth full of fangs. So, this creature is going to do a multi-attack. Which means that it's going to do one bite and two tentacles. One to Orica and one to Tetch. Because this has 10 feet reach. Uh, Orica. 16 to hit. Uh, 16 hits. For 11. Okay. And you are grapple. Marvelous. Mm-hmm. Uh, touch. Mm-hmm. 19 to hit. 19 hits. This time I am going to use my reaction to um, Wrath of the Storm. Um, so it takes. Uh, it, need, it needs to make a deck saving throw, please. <laughs> Load up the deck okay. saves. Well, my yeah. weak spot. <laughs> what it is? Ten. Ten. It's not gonna, not gonna do it. Uh, that will be D eight uh, lightning damage as um, the uh, uh, oh two D eight. Sorry, um, as it kind of strikes Tetch, um, the kind of lightning um, surrounding him just kind of travels up his arm uh, for ten points of lightning. Please. Thank you. Um, let me roll the damage that you took. Uh, seven points of uh, bulging damage, and you are also grapple. Eating into my And then I'm gonna use my screen as reference. One, two is Orica. Three, four is Touch. Two, Orica, you are gonna receive a little kiss from oh. this. Oh, that's nice. Oh, thanks, You're welcome. Sally. Uh, oh, no, 16 to hit. 16 hits. For 24 points of piercing damage. 
And with that, we move to some spots on the walls. So this little spot is going to, let me see. Uh, do, 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 do. Malagak, that's you. Could you please? Uh, so this spot next to you starts like screeching something. And if you decide, there is a tentacle, obviously. If you decide to attack something else than the tentacle, it could be with disadvantage. While the tentacle lives. <laughs> and I think this is what it's going to be because you are not too close. Next one is going to be Charlie. The same. There's a screech. If you decide to attack something else, it's going to be with disadvantage. But you are as well uh, out of reach. And the same for Wesley. So basically, those spots are like in a triangle um, position. Uh, the, 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 the tentacles cannot reach you, but the aura of this screech will affect you. With that, we move to Orica. You are grappled. I've just envisioned the face and I've seen the, um, the predator mouth kind of retract. Mm -hmm. I'm having none of that. I heard a rumor that your dexterity was shocking. Um, so I'm going to use Dissonant Whispers at third level. If it could make a wisdom saving throw, please. I'm going to a dexterity, right? Uh, no, wisdom. Wisdom. Ah, oh, wisdom is fine. I was just mocking its dexterity. <laughs> oh, Why not? 19. Ah, oh, damn your hide. I will silvery barbs that, please. Uh, Malagak can get the advantage. Uh, that's a six, but I'm going to use a legendary resistance. Okay, that's one burn. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was my action. Bonus action, yes, I'm going to... Yeah. Going to do the usual, Mantle of Inspiration. Wait, Tetch, have you used your reaction? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to use it. Yeah, and you silly remark, so you also use your reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Um, can I do anything else as a bonus action? One second, everybody. I can dash, but I can't dash because I'm grappled. <laughs> right now, I'm good. I'm good. That was my turn. Malagak. Okay, so Malagak turns around to the, the, the tentacle behind him and heaves his great axe up onto his shoulder. And he kind of like looks really casual and goes, excuse me, Spot, do you have a ticket to see the quintet show uh, performance privately? No? Wow! <laughs> and he's going to attack. Lights. And... It, it hasn't made an attack roll this combat, it hasn't, because it, it didn't try and attack me. So mm -hmm. if I get to hit, I get to do something special for being bugbear. And you get advantage? And I get advantage. <laughs> this tentacle may become sushi. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, the first one's only a 14. Hits. Perfect. And the second one is a 22. Hits. But if I, if I just roll the damage on the first one, I, it, it might die. We don't know. <laughs> so it's 1d12 plus 5 for the attack roll, so that's 13, plus my surprise attack from being a bugbear attacking something that hasn't attacked it, mm -hmm. which is 2d6, which is 13 plus 6. And then for giant's might, it's another d6. Lots <laughs> of d6s. Mm -hmm. So with the first attack still standing? So 13 
plus six is 19, 19, six, seven, eight, nine, plus three, 22. That second attack splits away and you see the tentacle sort of- but that's, that's still the first attack. <laughs> if you oh, have yes. attacks, you can uh, break it down, move, and then do the attacks. Perfect, okay, so after um, throwing this out, um, this tentacle away from our private show. I l- spin around and look at this creature that's just attacked my friends. I'm like, you! Hands off the star of our show! As it tries to bite into Orica. And I run over and just try and attack it as well with my great axe. Yes. And that is a 27 to hit. That hits. And on this one, I'm going to use my fire rune. Um... So it needs to make a strength saving throw, I think it is. Strength saving throw. Yeah, it's a strength saving throw. Uh, 12. It fails. <laughs> nine, actually. Yeah, nine. Okay, so sorry, that was, I was just excited. So that is 12 points of damage, 17 points of damage from the, the Great Axe, plus... <laughs> There's a lot of plusing. Plus another 10 fire damage, and... Fiery runes erupt from my gauntlet, uh, from my from my runes across my hands, and the creature is now restrained by me for one minute. Yeah. So it takes 20, uh, 27 points of damage and is now restrained and cannot yes. move. And okay. it's 10 feet from me, but that doesn't... I know it's got 10-foot range, but I have 10-foot range too for my long bugbear arms. So how close are you? 10 foot away. Yeah. I have 10-foot I have reach, sorry. 10 foot. Yes. Unless being large increases that, but I don't think it does. <laughs> be I funny though. So. No. Uh, great. Thank you very much. At the end of your Where turn, it's going to bite that. Uh. So because it's restrained, does it get disadvantage on attacks? Yep. I think I think so, yeah. It also has disadvantage on deck saves, which is just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> is it though? Is it? And attacks against it have advantage. What did you call this one? Disadvantage, right? Uh ten to hit. No dice. Nice. Top of the round. <laughs> but before touch on twenty. I'm assuming Charlie stills holding the fire year, right? Yep. Not this one. Oh, sorry. Yes. Could you please make me a dexterity saving throw, please? Mm-hmm. Quick throw to the enemy. <laughs> that is a 19. Good. You take nine points of lighting damage. This time I will use my reaction. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, I will cast Absorb Elements at third level. Third level, I've still got one of them. Uh, so I take, so 10. So that's all. What did you say, sorry? Uh, nine. Right. Yeah. So I take no damage. Excellent. Uh, Thank you very much. Uh, Thanks. Tetch, mm-hmm. tell me. So I've got my um, spiritual weapon up. 
so uh, I'm going to use my bonus action to uh, move it back into combat with the um, creature and make an attack. Mm-hmm. That's a natural one, so that's going to do nothing. You have advantage against it if you're attacking because of the restraint. Do I have? Mm-hmm. That might make a difference. Is that uh, you said strength base? No, it's restrained by me, and it needs to make a strength saving throw to break out on its turn, but that's its action. Mm -hmm. So for one minute, or until he breaks out, it's restrained by me. So all attacks have advantage against him, and he can't move. With advantage, that's a 17 to hit. 17 to hit. 1-7. Ah, hits. Just hits. Just hits. Just Just Um, Nine points of force damage as the uh, lightning rod channel some lightning into them and then um that doesn't count as casting a spell on my next turn i'm going to do the old faithful witch bolt um so that is a 22 to hit Uh, oh and it's still first level okay uh make for nine points of uh, lightning damage, and um, I will um, nine just said nine points of lightning. Yeah, and I'm, I'm now concentrating on which bolt. Good. Uh, anything else? Well, you're restrained, so you cannot move. Yeah, you cannot move. At so. the end of your turn, mm. this creature just sort of starts like folding in itself, and it's gonna teleport to the back of the room, holding. Orica and Tetch. My snacks. That's what it says. <laughs> Mine. <laughs> and now the closest to this creature now is Wesley. And just five feet behind is uh, Orica and Tetch being called by two um, tentacles. But the creature is going to get close to you to bite you again, Tetch. Oh, sorry, sorry. That's. That's it, because it's legendary reaction. So that is next one. I'm assuming um, my firing shackles, do they they follow it? Uh, yes, he is still restrained by your shackles. Uh, uh, Wesley. Um, cool. Is, how close is the creature to me? Ten feet. Ten feet from me, and Tetch and Dorica are like another five feet behind it? Okay, cool. Can I... Yeah, I want to use my movement to kind of back up away from it. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, yeah, kind of almost grabbing in and leashing one of the lightning bolts that are, I guess, at this stage, kind of occasionally streaking through the ship. I'll channel it into a ball of storm that will surround the creature. Um, kind of, yeah, ideally positioned so that Orica and Tetch aren't quite caught in it. Um, and I would like it to make a strength saving throw. Right. Okay. That is... 17. Uh, okay, 17 will succeed, so it won't take damage from that. But I can then use a bonus to get a lightning bolt shooting from the sphere towards it, uh, which is a 22 to hit. Hits. Cool. Uh, in which case that is uh, 18 points of lightning damage. 
18 points on the board. It's looking rough. Cool. Uh, that's my turn. Thank you. At the end of your turn, now it's going to bite this... Um, uh, sorry, touch. With disadvantage, that is fine. Nine to hit. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're so sorry. <laughs> uh, Charlie, you yeah. are far away from all the action. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, let me tell you, you are 30 feet away from the creature. Yeah. 20 feet away from your friends. So, or, and, and then uh, your fire spirit is 15 feet away. Yeah. So, I think... gonna not bother with the extra damage I could do because of the the absorb elements. I'm gonna forget about that because that's <laughs> lightning and I'm a fire person. So join uh, the club. Yeah. Nah. There's, there's enough people vying for that. One of us. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to uh Charlie will look up at the, the flaming bats still flapping around uh, and we'll just go, well, don't just flap around, get in there and get him out. Uh, and the bats will fly towards, I think we'll fly into the, the sort of chest of the creature and sort of see ripples of light going through it as the light goes, or the flames then envelop Tetch and Orica. And again, we'll teleport them out if they're willing, which I'm assuming they are. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the creature has to make another deck saving throw. With disadvantage, because oh, that's strange. Disadvantage. <laughs> You're killing me. Literally. <laughs> that's the plan. Uh, ooh, 12. Nope. Oh, yes. Uh, so that's only another four points of damage. Um, but, uh, so yeah, that's the bonus action. So then, as my as my actual action what do which one do I want to use that's so what how close is anyone to to it now so just uh, basically 10 feet away right but shall we resolve the teleportation first okay yeah yeah so uh, do you decide the direction or do they decide the direction just a second I think I decide uh Teleportation. Unoccupied spaces that I can see up to 15 feet. You want them, well, I guess, the furthest to the creature, but you want them south, east, or west. So, so the, the creature is like off. There was There's the table in the middle, and the creature is now off to one side, right? Yeah, it's 12 o'clock. Right. So, I, how about on to, on top of the table? Okay, in the middle of the room, then. There. Uh, oh, I see. And they are now uh, twenty feet away from you. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah. What? Let me just look at this spell. Do do do. Can I make a, a ring of 20 feet in diameter 
Are, that includes the creature and not anyone else. Uh, me, uh, 20 feet diameter. Yeah. Yes. Cool. I do that. I cast wall of flame, a wall of fire on it. Nice. But again, has to make a deck saving throw. With disadvantage. <laughs> disadvantage. Um, God. <laughs> Dodge this. <laughs> I roll a 19 and a 2 for a total of 1. <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to burn my last legendary reaction for this. <laughs> but it's still, I guess I'm going to take half damage, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, half as much on a successful save. Uh, so half of that, so that's 5d8, plus I get another d8. With my wildfire spirit being around. That's a, that's a, uh, so that's half, so 37 halved. So, what? 18? 18. Uh, 18. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm worried about asking this. Uh, so, 18 as uh, a, yeah, a wall of flame, 20 feet high, one feet, one foot thick in a ring 20 feet in diameter. Yeah. Um, worry about asking this. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think that's me. The creature. <laughs> uh, There's still sort of a intelligent being inside this thing, right? So it's just a little transformation that's going around. And you can see the creature sort of um, behind the wall of flames, like really a Sephiroth scene in this um, from Final Fantasy. And it just looks at you and said, I need that. But they are going to teleport. So at the beginning, I described like this a scene that was, so this is uh, top, of the, uh, top of the, sorry. On top, there is a dex, so they are going to teleport outside the room. And with that, we are out of initiative. Charlie, you have... So if we keep the um, initiative to have Orica's and Malaga turns and you want to do something, otherwise you will be struck by lightning again. Orica, Malaga, do you want to do something? Are there any other tentacles near us right now? There's uh, any right danger now. from them? Right no. Um, I will use Mantle of Inspiration on everybody apart from Alagak, so everyone can gain 8 temp HP if they need, and use their reaction to move if they want to. Um, and I'll say, I suppose, we're, are, we, are we following? What, what's happening? How thick is the ceiling? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm probably a fit, but also there is uh, some parts that are like glass. So this creature could see outside and teleport to that place. And how high is that? Uh, this, uh, we said at the beginning 25. 25. So using my turn then, if it's a glass ceiling and I have the boots of spider climbing so I can run up 
the one of the pillars and smash the glass to continue chasing it. If that's why I'd be like, shall I go? Shall I, I could, and I start walking up. <laughs> do, do I follow? Seems it would be uh, unfinished business if we uh, let it escape. Charlie, drop the thing before it lightning zaps you again. Mm. <laughs> I'm all right for the Unless moment. Unless you like it. If you like it, keep hold of it. I mean, some I people are into that. strong word, but I'm, I'm coping for now. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't think we should just give this thing to that thing. Give no. it to me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> good, buddy, but thanks. Okay, <laughs> I will I'll stampede up the... Up this, up the the pillar. Okay, so you want to smash through the the ceiling, and I would like to continue chasing. I have forty foot of movement standard, so yeah. So I could say uh, you will have to roll those uh, attacks, and yes, you can make your way out through some sort of glass ceiling and keep chasing this thing. Now the question is, how your friends are going to do that? So. Let's assume that uh, Malagak is outside chasing out this creature, Orica. Oh, you use Mantle of Inspiration. Mm-hmm. So in that case, if... Oh, but you didn't give to Malagak. So. I, I was going to use... I was going to ask... <laughs> Wesley, you don't look like... you. No offense, you don't look like you have much left in you. How do you feel about being an ape? Just throwing <laughs> that out there. Do you, Is that something that you'd like to be? Um, Say yes. DM, point of order. Um, my storm sphere I could use as a bonus action on each turn. I keep concentration on it, presumably, if I'm turned into an ape, so I could still just keep throwing out lightning from that. I would rule. Yeah, I would say yes because it's cool. You, you keep your mental faculties, don't you? You yeah. just lose. Right. This. Yeah, yeah, I think but it's I just sh- you cannot cast. Not, yeah. not yeah. Cutting cutting off. List. But I assume I don't keep the effect of my winged boots. I guess not. Oh. <laughs> but apes can climb, so... Absolutely, Orca. I've always wanted to have a little bit more fur in my life. Yes! <laughs> and you promise you won't lie to me again like you did about poor Mildred, who Malagat killed. We'll talk about that later. I'm going to just pat you on the head and I guess Very you tell fun. us how your transformation looks. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Okay, um... Yeah, I think, I mean, I think given the nature of the scene, this will maybe look less like, uh, you know, a classic gorilla or something, and more just sort of chips monkey style, but much, much bigger. <laughs> Any coloration or any special? Yeah, just, just a little, little streak of lightning blue in the fur. Orica. Uh, what was the timing of all of this? Because you trans, so you polymorph this, and then you gave um, Mantle of Majesty. Do you want? I'm guessing because that's what I wanted to like that the ape move with that movement, right? Yeah. 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 So the timing is you are polymorph, and then ma- uh, Mantle of Majesty. Mm-hmm. majesty. And then, if everyone wants to just hold on. Because <laughs> you're you are you're huge, so Great. theoretically, <laughs> if we wanted to come with, we could. Absolutely, that was, that was I can give people a lift. Can we, can we use our reaction then to to just grab hold of Wesley? 
Yeah, yeah, I will let that <laughs> I love this so much. I'm so happy. This. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. <laughs> so, what is the total movement of the giant ape? Let me, I can. 40 that. foot and 40 foot climb. Joe, I've sent you the stats on. Thanks. So, that would be 80 total. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so movement and then reaction movement. So, as Malagag starts climbing, not climbing, walking, <laughs> opens the ceiling, makes his way out. Now, I think, how big is Malagak at this point? Malagak is a large creature. Uh, as he as he like busts his way through the ceiling, he's like, one man, one bugbear against an enemy. And there's just this so swarm <laughs> of this giant ape behind him. He's like, oh. With so a bunch of that... flaming bats as yeah, well. Yeah, but he's swarming um, <laughs> around. I use giant smite, so I'm a large creature. <laughs> I would say that because this is huge, uh, I'm just going to put just both of you at the same position because it's like difficult terrain for to make the ape go through that small space just with movement and not making the, the, the hole huge for the creature to pass through. Anyhow, you are on the upper decks. Lightning is still striking. Have you taken damage already, Charlie? No. Could you please make me a dexterity saving throw? Mm-hmm. You'd have my um my advantage as well. Thank you. Yes, that's a dirty twenty. Thirteen points of lighting damage, please. As you are being roasted by whatever is going on in the heavens. Orica. Well, no, I guess it's everybody. Yeah, yeah, because at this point there is no more parasites, but there's a lot of people using the mask. You can see a lot of skeletons uh, downstairs where you just left. And actually uh, the door opens and it's Alkis and Tessali just like, where is everyone and then just look up and there is a um, <laughs> a Jajanape and there is a flashback to uh, Shadow uh, Shadowfell Symphony it's like oh yeah it's always the ape <laughs> and outside you see everybody this creature and this creature is sort of being you don't know if they are waiting for you or they are channeling, channeling something but there is a couple of tendrils linked into the creature and now finally the creature that touch stop at the beginning well not at the beginning but like at the yeah was it the beginning yeah, episode two, i think last episode it was um this ship is not anymore made of wood it's made of tissues and scales and really weird shit is, is the whole ship becoming an akira <laughs> Kind of, but uh, I could say it's like the spell jam version of Akira. Right, okay. Kind of thing. Cool. And uh, you see some people sort of peeking out of the door that you were coming up when you fight Mildred. And probably Mildred is safer now in the ocean than in here. But By the way, we don't know if Mildred is dead, right? So. Interesting. <laughs> Wasn't my plan, just we'll wanted see. to throw them. Right. Yeah. But then uh, the, the shape is like moving all around. It's a little bit weird. That Wesley, 
Could you please make me a uh, wisdom saving throw? Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's a natural one, so my plus eight isn't going to do much for me. Twelve from Wesley. Uh, this is weird for the people that is on top of Wesley. As Wesley, uh, for sort of spines like the, the back of a cat when they are like angry, you can feel all the electricity running through uh, the fore and the body. And for a moment, you passed out. That you also passed out. And you find yourself sort of looking from the top, the whole scene, and you see this sort of tentacly um, chip really close, really, really close to candlestick. Mm. And now that you are on top, you can see the figures. There is two sort of gigantic figures kind of thing, but those are avatars of gods that you know that this is definitely Talos. And make me a perception check or history check. Maybe whatever check you want. It's gods? Is it religion, maybe? Yeah, but uh, it's related to identifying gods. Arcana, religion, whatever you want. Hmm... Let's see. Plus naught to Arcana, plus naught to religion. <laughs> I mean, if I can have history, I'll take it because that's a plus three. Um, did you did you say history or would you rather religion? Uh, it's uh, up to you. It's a sixteen on the dice, so that's either a sixteen or or a nineteen. Good. You identify uh, your god, or uh, at least a avatar of your god, Talos, and also an avatar of another god. Uh, the Prince of Stars. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry if I ruined the pronunciation here. Le- Alaret, right? Aralet? Aralet, I think. And they are fighting like a small version of the ship. It's weird what they are doing with this creature. I think they are fighting it, but then it's weird because you identify uh elements of a battle but the creature that this sort of red octopus is more of avoiding or trying to yeah it's avoiding the attacks so they don't they are not actually hitting uh, uh, this creature and every time there is like a lighting it's because this creature passes through the embodiments of the avatars of these creatures and you can see that every time this Red octopi crosses the bodies. There is, apart from the lighting, a shadow forms somewhere else in the scenery. And you see this battle goes for a while, probably because this is like a out of your body experience, it's different timing that was happening uh, downstairs. And the more the battle goes, the longer the battle goes, this second shadow starts taking form. And one of them just shapes in the form of Talos and the other uh, in the shape of Alara, Aradale. And they start fighting the actual um, the actual gods. And then this creature just disappears back into your bodies. Just quickly, Dem, you said that you said that from in this kind of vision, 
the ship was very close to Candlekeep. Do we have enough sense of the ship's progress to know whether that's the case now in real life or whether this is, again, another kind of future vision? Uh, probably that is a actual um, representation. Cool. Yes, you have the impression that uh, being a giant ape, so when you come back to your body, <laughs> being the giant, you can see from like that huge per perspective that Candlekeep is really close. So this is actually, it wasn't a uh, vision, it's all like a premonition. Mm -hmm. It is happening. Mm -hmm. From now on, you haven't caught communication with your god that or mm -hmm. with your um, sorcery uh, origin, but it's weird. We'll see what happens in the next rounds. And then this uh, pass out was just for a second. You are back into the top of the um, of the, uh, the deck, or like on top of this creature now. It's not deck anymore. You're on top of the creature. Mm -hmm. You are probably 50 feet away from the creature. What are you going to do? His turn is it? A charge. Charge. We're going to continue. Continue uh, with the initiative order, which means the first to act is going to be Tetch. Tetch, what are you going to do? Okay, very quick question. Um, so I know that we were close to Candlekeep, and um, I'd previously been kind of thinking that I would try and run the ship into the rocks just just short of the coast. When, when I had the outer body experience, did I see those rocks? Like, are we close enough? Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. It's go time then. Um, I'm going to spend my... But it's not, not that close yet. It's not yeah. that close how yet. How far... What's the range of your spell and for how long do you mm. want it? So um, I would like to cast um, Control Water, which is a level four spell. I can cast it 300 feet out um, on an area of water 100 feet on a side. So I'm hoping that I can kind of um, place it in such a way to kind of force the creature into the rocks. Mm -hmm. Is that going to be enough distance at this point? How? What's the range of? So I can cast it 300 feet out, and I guess if you were being kind, and I could kind of do 300 feet out, and like that's the edge of the hundred feet. So I'm then gonna, or does it's the whole hundred feet? Probably have to be a mile. It? Yeah, probably it's probably a mile away. So it's okay. still so you can see the lights of Candlekeep, but it's still mm -hmm. quite far away. Okay, so I um I mean how long does control water last for? Uh ten minutes. So if you're, if you're affecting the water three hundred feet away from us, mm. surely then yeah. I don't, I yeah, I I want to run it into the rocks. So yeah, yeah. So Candlekeep so is a mile out, but the rocks so you, if, if, you, if you keep the concentration for those 10 minutes, probably that would be enough time. Mm -hmm. But it's still, the thing is, the 300 feet is not going to take you to, to, to that way, to that far. So if you cast it 300 feet away, then you can pull the creature into that space, mm -hmm. but then there will be other 700 uh, feet away from the, from the rocks. From the rocks. Okay. So I, can't, I probably want to hold on to this. My, I want to hold on to my ace in the hole. Okay, um, that's fine. I will keep that slot aside. Um, 
Now, annoyingly, my witch bolt keeps getting broken because they keep bloody leaving. Um, what is the? Yeah, I was I was thinking about that. Like, what's the range of? It's thirty foot, and as soon as I either it, it's either got full cover from me or it leaves that range, so it teleported. Mm-hmm. It's it's gone. It's yeah. Um. So. But I will assume that you will be moving your spiritual weapon with you, so that's still somewhere around. Yeah, I mean that's going to take. It goes twenty foot a go, so that's kind of slowly flying up out of the um, um, out of the room towards us. Not by surely. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, I'm trying to economise my turn, so it will be another another witch bolt um, on the creature that I can see. Um. Which... You said the creature was 50 feet away? Yes. Oh, I'll be I'll be walking towards it then. Yeah. Uh, kind of drop off of Wesley, walk towards it, and uh, I want to be within 20 feet so that hopefully it doesn't leave my range. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's cool. That's 24 to hit. It does. And that is 11 points of lightning damage. And I keep forgetting to use this because um, it's on my features and traits tab. I'm going to Am I going to do it? Do it. So I'm 20 feet away from it. Um, I can also blast it with lightning, but then I don't want to push it out of my witch bolt. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm between a rock and a hard place. Do I want to push it away or do I want to not? Uh, it's up to 10 feet away. So just, just as a show of force, I'm going to do five foot. No. <laughs> So, uh, uh, so you push it. So you are originally 20, 20 feet away. 20, originally, 20, originally 20 feet away, and now I've it. pushed it. Hmm? Yes, to, to reach it, and now it's 25. Good. So now it means that it's 55 away from all the rest. No. Sorry if that's annoying. That's five <laughs> feet out of my range. <laughs> Sorry. It's good to know. Do lighting damage. Mm-hmm. It looks weird. It looks more psionic. Okay. Your spell did psychic damage instead. As you feel this nerving feeling growing, uh, going through your body. And yeah, if you will be calling your god, it will be like, oh, it's unreachable. And with that, we're going to finished today. Mm. Thank you very much, guys. That was amazing. I know I have stuff to say. Um, it's all over, I'm afraid. Sorry, you missed it. You missed it, buddy. <laughs> um, thank you, everybody, for joining us and being part of this really maddening session. I love it. Thank you very much, my players, to keep me on my toes. Um, if you enjoyed tonight, we play every Monday from 6 p.m. GMT. And we also play our long-term campaign, uh, Fracture, on Tuesdays, also 6 p.m. GMT. You can uh, also on Fridays when we have our talk show, uh, 6 p.m. Uh, GMT, uh, when we talk with our players or we do the talk together or um, talking is a free action. Yeah, please join us. All of our show is streamed at twitch.tv slash RollTogetherRPG. And you can find all of the content archived at youtube.com slash roll. Uh, Roll Together RPG. 
There are also podcast versions of all of our shows. Go and search Roll Together RPG on your favorite podcast service. If you cannot find us, let us know and we will try to put it up. Massive thank you to our D20 Club on Patreon. You are lovely. Uh, there will be a link in the chat for you to join for um, one gold piece, one pound, one dollar, depending on your currency. All your help help us to do the content that we love. Big thank you again to sponsors and supporters. And don't forget, we are all over social media as Roll Together RPG. Thanks for watching and see you soon. Bye.